On today's show, for the first time, Howard welcomes actress, model, and Hollywood icon, Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields going to stop by. Holy fuck, what a crazy life that mother. She's been famous since she was a baby. Yeah, she was like the most famous person on the planet. She's been through a lot. She's got an interesting life, so she's going to stop by for a little bit. Till ten o'clock last night, which is way past my bedtime, because um, I had to finish uh, second half of Sunday Night's American Idol. I needed to see that, and then I um, I'm very involved with this show, Daisy Jones and the Six. Anything with uh, Riley that this weekend? Yeah. Oh, I haven't finished it. But anything with Riley Keough, I uh, have to watch. It's getting very good. I didn't like it in the beginning, but now it's getting good. Um, like right smack in the middle of that one, and, and then she's a uh, really good actress. You know, you gotta say. I gotta say, yeah, I've been saying it for a long time. I, especially when she's naked. You just uh, like her naked. I'm talking I like about her. her acting. I don't know. You know, I don't trust myself. Girl looks like that. I, I'm like, you know me. I can't think straight. That's right. Girls. Remember when I had to separate you from the Britney Strippers. Spears videos? No. Uh-huh. Britney Spears videos and just have you listen to the music. Because you're like, I think she's a good musician. Yeah, I thought she was like the Beatles. When she was walking around in a schoolgirl outfit, I was like, man, she's good. I, uh, I don't, anytime there's like a pretty girl, I don't trust myself to evaluate her properly. I mean, uh, Robin always makes fun of me when I used to go to strip clubs and I'd be very deep in conversation with the strippers. And, and she'd be listening. You know, she's she has no sex, sexual skin in the game. And she's like, you guys sound like two idiots. I said, really? I think this girl's so interesting. I said, I'm going to get up and move because I'm losing yeah. brain cells. I know. That is true. That's a true quote. You did say that. I remember. I, you know, I'm a simple man. I like watching Spider-Man. I love movies with zombies and titties and and ass and, you know like like pussy is my kryptonite it, it makes me slow <laughs> it is true it is absolutely yeah. true it's awesome pussy is the greatest yeah you know he used to be like einstein that guy until the pussy came <laughs> pussy into his life awesome pussy is the greatest <laughs> if it wasn't for pussy i'd probably be a valedictorian in my high school i i just couldn't concentrate pussy. in class women are the greatest let's face it Nothing better. Oh, the when a woman allows you to go inside of her, it's crazy. You're like it just just takes care of all my neuroses. It takes care of everything. It just makes me feel you don't have any problems then. (laughs) Nope, it's a perfect world. It's so great. It's like I'm like, oh my god, somebody cares enough about me or enjoys me enough that they want part of my my body inside of them. It's crazy. (laughs) Pussy gives me brain fog. 
It does. It does. It really does. It's a dangerous drug. You know, you got to really be careful. You know, I'm reading, uh, I've mentioned a couple of times, I'm reading Paul Stanley's uh, book about how Kiss got started in Paul's life. And pussy was so powerful in Paul's life. I mean, it just caused so many things. You know, he said, I was never into drugs. He never, ever once touched drugs. Didn't care about it. But uh, pussy was the drug. And sometimes he'd go through four or five women a day oh my. because it yeah because he had a horrible life he grew up he had when he was born he had a deformed ear and the kids made fun of him in school and people stared at him and they called him stanley the monster his name his real name is stanley stanley eisen and and he, he was like you know stanley the monster stanley the monster and he was the outcast and he was and as a result he turned inward and then when he got famous and pussy was readily available, <laughs> he describes walking into a room where pussy would be like waiting for him. And uh, there were a ton of women and you just fucked. It, 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 as long as you were in a band, you fucked. It, it, it's a crazy thing. But man, for a guy, especially a guy who was not accepted or loved or appreciated, Man, it, it's the greatest drug of all. And pussy was his drug. And, uh, you know, pussy. I find myself, uh, very weak around pussy. Robin has seen me in action and she had a, she was disgusted. Yeah. She had to walk away. <laughs> she saw, you know what? And you know why I resent Robin? Because Robin saw a heroin addict, me, you know, a, a, a pussy addict and, and you did nothing to step in. You just walked away. And what left could me I there. do? You were, you <laughs> needed to wean yourself, you know, yeah. like I couldn't save you. I would tell you how much of a mess you were. No. You know, I'd tell you what that conversation was really like once she left and you go, really? I thought you she were was so intelligent. You were, uh, you were a buzzkill. <laughs> last time i ever I took mean, you to a strip club i pulled him aside once he was dating somebody and i said you know she's crazy he goes i know everybody says that but she seems so rational to me <laughs> <laughs> did you do that you got someone i was dating yes oh uh, i don't remember that <laughs> i don't remember that story you got to tell me that one off the well, air even that one, you know, like it didn't matter. You were no. going to go anyway. Damn right. I'm not listening to you. <laughs> not about that. Pussy is awesome. Pussy is the greatest. <laughs> the greatest thing. Pussy is awesome. Pussy is the greatest. Right. What a great quote. <laughs> Kids a genius. Awesome. Mark the bag. That's right. And this man should be followed with a Pussy. tape recorder. Because yeah. he says brilliant things. We take a couple of phone calls just to say good morning to people. I, I spent a lot of the day watching Trump's plane, you know, and then I'm watching oh, the motorcade. flying in, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's a wacky world we live in. I don't care if, I mean, listen, if you're a Trump fan or whatever you are, it's just a wacky world we live in where it's actually... So strange to me where I hear a newscaster saying, well, if they lock Trump up or they, they bring him up on charges, it's going to really help his campaign. And I'm like, what? When did it become that a guy who, by the way, apparently he's definitely guilty of this thing. I mean, Michael Cohn went to prison for three years 
And even the people who are very pro-Trump or the media that is pro-Trump go, they never say he didn't do it. They just think, they go, oh, this is just silly to put him in jail for this. In other words, put him in jail for something else, not this. And it's like, well, a guy did three years because of this. I have to give Hannity uh, some props. What did he do? nobody can pull off incredulity more or better than him. You mean they would take away his First Amendment rights with a gag order while he's <laughs> running for president? <laughs> I was like, what? Oh my goodness, calm it down. <laughs> I like that case, the Dominion case that's going what? on against Fox. And, and, and every, it's a weird world we live in. All of a sudden, you read the secret emails and, you know, the stuff they email each other and they hate Trump. They hate him. Can't stand them. And then they go on TV and talk about that they love them. It's weird. The whole world is weird. I I don't uh, understand, you know, because they hate him because what he was doing, they felt, was ruining the country. But then they go on and promote him. We talk about the fact that this ties in with the pussy conversation, because if you think about it, if Trump just uh, paid Stormy Daniels, well, first of all, he was with Stormy Daniels because it's pussy. And uh, <laughs> he got woozy around her. Pussy. But if he had just like paid her with his own check. And you said, yeah, I paid I paid Stormy Daniels not to uh, talk to the National Enquirer. I signed a deal with her. His fans but wouldn't it, care. It his voters him wouldn't to care. to pay for things, Howard. He's already well, said that. It, it was he- ego irks him to it was ego 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 (laughs) you know oh no i don't want anyone to know i fucked her (laughs) but uh, anyway pussy is awesome pussy is the hold on a second yeah oh hey joe pesci you're here again you were you were great yesterday but uh, what what, look out when i I eat pussy i grow an inch i eat pussy like how popeye (laughs) eats spinach you know that you you eat pussy like popeye eats spinach when I eat it, I'm growing inches. When my height is perfect, I walk right into the pussy and just start eating it. <laughs> you know, I, I was wondering about you. Some guys think eating pussy is like feminine, like you shouldn't eat pussy, but you love pussy. <laughs> what the fuck? I love pussy so fucking much. I'm addicted to pussy. I'm in a 12-step program. I got to climb up <laughs> all 12 steps to reach the twat. Bing, bang, boom. I eat pussy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I have it as a late-night snack. I brush my teeth in the morning with it. I burp pussy. I fart pussy. I fucking vomit pussy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're making my point, pal. I mean, we're in the same boat. It make you stupid. I mean, it's crazy. Make you do dumb things. I don't make it do dumb shit. I'm addicted to this stuff. I can't get rid of it. It's ruining my life. (laughs) I want something for pussy. Can you what? imagine? What, did you what did hear you what say? he just say? No, what did he say? <laughs> he I said, said I sucked. I, I, I did it. I sucked dick for pussy. I was so <laughs> down again. <laughs> I was so horny for it. I, I'm so tiny. I crawl up these women's legs like a horny koala. Well, I'll tell you what, Joe. You're a great actor, and I'm sure you've had beautiful women in your life. I mean, my God, I can't even imagine. And, uh, oh, you know, I had it is. <laughs> Oh, these are gorgeous women. And I, when I do this, I don't wash my hands either. Right. I wave that stink in front of my face like perfume. <laughs> really? Oh, well, look, I you know. I get most of my calories from pussy. <laughs> what? I get most of my calories. I'm doing the, ma- you know, the macros. I do the macronutrients, uh, protein, uh-huh. cup. Oh, I get oh. all my shit. I get it from pussy. 
All right. Well, <laughs> well, you certainly proved my point that pussy is awesome. Pussy is everything, and it makes you stupid. It just does. It'll uh. fucking ruin your life. It'll ruin your... My diet is 80% pussy, 20% lasagna. Doctor says I'm about to drop dead, but I don't stop doing it, Howard. What the can you fuck? Imagine, Bing, bang, so, boom. Can you imagine if you didn't... Let's say you didn't care about pussy. Think about all the hours you would save in your life and you would devote to probably intellectual pursuits. You know what I'm saying? Or your golf game. You would have so much extra time if it wasn't for pussy. If I wasn't thinking about this fucking gash, I would win a Nobel Peace Prize, Howard. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> what the fuck? This thing is ruining every fucking second. I see a pussy. It's like a radar detector. Hey, I'll, I'll listen. I'm like a heat-seeking missile. That's what makes the world go around, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Joe Peck. You know, you gotta be right because I think I just read that uh, that guy who owns Fox, Rupert Murdoch, isn't he engaged again? Yeah, get married again. He's ninety something years old. He says he thinks oh. this is the last time he's getting married. Wow. And, uh, Probably a good idea to settle down at 90. It's probably the best <laughs> time to do it. <laughs> yeah, this one will last. Yeah. Alex, you're on the air in Canada. Let me buzz through a couple of these phone calls. A lot of people anxious to talk. Go ahead. Howard, what's hey. going on? Um, hey. I don't know if you guys are on High Pitch Eric's Instagram at all, but no. he was posting some pictures two days ago of uh, he's with some newscasters. And, dude, you got to see this guy's shirt is almost above his belly button hanging out and it looks mm. like he dropped a full plate of like something on his shirt and he's just going out in public like that and uh i just made like a funny lighthearted comment and he blocked me fat bastard yeah well listen um he's a sensitive guy he's probably taking a lot of he's shit on there can life. i talk to him and like Stop it. tell him i'm sorry at least I don't see him on there, but uh, he's not on the phone right now. But uh, I think if you criticize High Pitch Eric, he's going to block you. On Instagram, Jeff, go ahead in Toronto. What's on your mind? Hey, now. Um, same kind of thing. So me and Chris Wilding, uh, we've been talking back and forth on Instagram. Uh, you know, so I am. My ex was on 90 Day Fiance, a bunch of stuff. Anyways, I looked him up a couple of days ago. He blocked me on Instagram. What's going on? Wait a minute. I didn't understand that at all. Yeah, what an Was interesting... He uh, English? I know. I think he said that Chris Wilding blocked him on Instagram. I think what that's what he said. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Who cares? Something about I mean, 90 Day Fiance. I, I, I just don't know what we're talking about. I hear other shows, and I've said this before, everyone seems very clear and coherent. We must have like like a very high level of speech <laughs> impediment people who listen to this show. <laughs> Like people who no, have I difficulty thought... being understood. I mean, I, I don't get it. I mean, we must have very low-level callers. <laughs> Jeff, has anyone ever said when you talk, it's like almost impossible to understand you? I do mumble. I know I do mumble, yes. Yeah, all right. So are you saying that Chris Wilding, who, of course, uh, the talented Chris Wilding, blocked you on Instagram because uh, blah, 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 blah? <laughs> I'm not sure. So we were talking we were talking back and forth, me and Wilding, because he'd always post stuff about 90 Day Fiance. Um, my, ex, my ex was on 90 Day Fiance briefly, and we kind of joked about that. And then um, I was looking him up last week, and um, he doesn't, I'm, I'm, I'm blocked now. All right, so what can I do for you? Do you want me to ask him why he blocked you? Yes. 
That'd be great. All right. I like his, I like his content. I follow him all the time. I listen to everything he does. Up, you're back to mumbling. We don't know what you're saying. It's just... <laughs> you, you were doing good for a second. Uh, Chris, do you have any idea why you're... Blo- I don't want to go too far in the weeds with this, but... but yeah, I really yeah. don't know, Howard. I, I block a lot of people. Uh, he's probably leaving something out. He probably said something weird, and I just said, uh, get rid of this guy. Goodbye. I, I don't right. remember him. Sorry. You don't remember me. You commented on me. You said, man, you're a good-looking guy. Um, I, I just mm. sent you all my... I, really, I usually don't block good-looking guys either, so a lot of your story has holes in it, sir. All right. I don't really care why you were blocked. I find no, you I annoying. I want to block you from calling in. <laughs> so, uh, thank oh. you, Jeff. Ay, ay, ay. It was like a weird speech. It was like, I'm like, what? I didn't, you know what? I didn't, I'm glad you said something because I wasn't going to say anything because I was like, well, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm out of it this morning. So I'll just I pretend I know what he's talking about. But I understood it like every three words. The fuck do you, how do you function like that? Uh, let's go to, oh God, there's so many people. Simon, what up? Good morning. I was actually blocked by Jeff the Drunk on TikTok, but that's not why I called. I uh, miss you talking about your mom. I was wondering how she is. Oh boy! Well, I know something weird happened. I, uh, my mom had this was so weird. Did I tell you this, Robin? My mom no had to go to the eye doctor, and my mother gets tremendous anxiety because she has problems with her eyes, and she's always thinking that he's going to tell her she she's upset because the eye doctor has her on so many drops. She has problems ah. with her eyes. Uh, eyes are a big thing of my like my father had a glass eye my mother can't see out of one eye and she's got some really kind of, you know, it is always something with eyes you know what i mean and so like that's why i don't even like when people touch their eyes on when i watch the bachelor and these women touch their eyes when they cry because they're trying uh-huh. to preserve their makeup i go nuts i don't i don't i always think i, I just don't want to think about it and uh so she's like i have to go to the eye dog I go, okay, mom, you know, I got to give her a pep talk, get her pumped up for it. Well, that's good, you know. What if he tells me something's wrong? I haven't seen him in so long, I'm sure something's wrong. I go, well, mom, uh, you know, you never know. Last time you went, he said everything was status quo. But I haven't been able to do my eye drops on a consistent level. And I'm worried. I'm scared. Will you pray for me, Helen? Uh, She's Mom, up to I, praying for you now? Oh, to yeah, oh, oh, for oh, prayers? Yeah, yeah, oh, she always does. That. Every doctor's oh, visit, my. I don't know. I just hope everything will be all right, Howard. Howard, 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 <laughs> Howard, Howard, Howard. Mom, stop repeating my name over and again. It's creepy. Howard, Howard, my son, Howard, Howard, Howard. Oh, boy. Uh, Mom, you still there? <laughs> well, anyway, she was all anxious about the uh, eye doctor. And uh, anyway, my brother-in-law, Pete, says he t- he goes with her to these appointments because she needs help getting in and out, don't it? She, right. could, yeah. she could walk, but she thinks she can't. 
Oh, but it's always now, nice to have, you know, yeah. she probably can't even keep track of the conversation. It's better uh, for somebody yeah. else to be there. Well, you're right about that. And, uh, yeah, and, but, but she carries on that she can't, you know, it's very, very difficult for me to go to these appointments. After all, no one's in my body. Nobody understands what I'm going through. When you're 95, you'll see if you can do it. So, uh, I don't know. It's like a whole build-up to this. And my brother-in-law's good. He always tries to get her outside. He always says to her afterwards, Hey, Mom, let, you know, uh, let me take you to a restaurant or let me take you out. Like, like they're trying to get her engaged. With yeah, her. yeah. What a sweetheart. And she's always like, No. No, I'm just going home. Yeah. Well, anyway, the eye doctor saw her and he gave her good news that nothing had deteriorated and she was in good shape. Oh, good. So my brother-in-law's driving her back home and he goes, uh, she goes, uh, we should celebrate. Let's go to Bagel Boss. <laughs> <laughs> and now my mother hasn't been anywhere in three years. Alert the media went to Bagel Boss. Wow. And my and Pete knew no one would believe it, so he took pictures. He photographed the whole thing. I got like fifty shots of my mother sitting in a wheelchair eating in Bagel Boss a bagel with locks with a ton of cream cheese on it. Amazing. Yeah, I nah, I would never do that. I would never post it. <laughs> believe me, I, I I just like to keep that shit private. But you know, she like ate it. a whole bagel. I mean, that even sounds like she had an appetite. She was eating. The bagel was so good. And then everyone at Bagel Boss knows her because she used to go there all the time. Before, right. You know, before COVID, she was always at Bagel Boss at least once or twice a week. My sister would, that was their thing. They would go to Bagel Boss. And, uh, people, according to Pete, everyone was coming over. Ray, how you doing? You know, all, all her old buddies from Bagel Boss. Were like saying hi to her, like a lot of people knew her. So it was like a big deal. She actually wow. went to Bagel Boss. It's kind of weird. Now I'm, I'm working on her to go to my daughter's wedding, which she refuses yeah. to go to. I'll stop it. I can't go. Ashley's working on me too. You're all working on me. I'll see the pictures. I'll see the pictures of the wedding. I don't, what do they need me there for? I go, mom. <laughs> No one cares if you see the pictures. Your granddaughter wants you at her wedding. She would like you to be in the picture. Yeah, she wants you there. She she wants to have her grand... Listen, what am I going to do there? Stop it already. You're making me feel bad. All you got to do... And I'd have to buy a dress. Mom, (laughs) you don't need a fucking dress. What are you saying? I don't need a dress. You don't need a dress. I'll wrap you in a blanket like a fucking mummy. No one expects you to be in a dress. You can wear your pajamas. You Where would you want a bagel boss? I'll pick you exactly. I'll pick you up and I'll and I'll and I'll put you in a blanket because the ceremony's outside. And I'll and all you have to do is go to the ceremony. You don't have to you know sit around for the whole you know eating dinner and all that. Stop it. It's not going to happen. I'm not going. And I don't like everyone pressuring me. It's very cruel. You're making me feel bad. I went to Bagel Boss. That's enough. (laughs) She has a lot of people loving her. That's so nice. Yeah, well, my mother doesn't get that concept. I go, Mom, your granddaughter 
isn't saying she wants you at her wedding to make you feel bad. She's saying, I love you, Grandma, and I want you there. I know everyone is so supportive. I call all of you my team, and you're my team. (laughs) What she does, as soon as I bring up the uh, (laughs) wedding, she like, I have to go now. Where do you oh, have to go? She'll, she'll get off the phone. You got something busy. to do? Yeah, you're busy. You're busy the rest of the day sitting there complaining. Oh, my goodness. What, you got a date? This p- Mom, how's everything else? This place, the water goes off. I told you about that, right? Yeah. yeah. Once in a while in the building, the water gets cold or they turn off the hot water. They got to do maintenance, I guess. I don't know. I, I yeah, called over. Yeah, they better start informing people. That's yeah. crazy. I, I called the guy who runs the place, but I, I forget what he said. Let me see what he said. <laughs> you forget what he said. Yeah, you know what? Because I don't care, really. <laughs> <laughs> but my mother, and I tell my mother I was going to get an answer, but I haven't even told her. Let me see what his answer was. Uh, basically... Hold on a second. I don't even remember. Let me check my text. <laughs> Did you write it down? <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, the night that my mom was complaining about the hot water. He's saying it was on. Oh. He says he's watching the situation, but it seems to be okay. And that they're they're on it, you know, but and he and he's right. He's on it, but you know my mom wants answers. Maybe all the money, all the money you pay. All turn the, the water on earlier. Maybe she's not no. waiting for it to heat up. No, it's <laughs> off for hours. It's for all the money you pay. That that makes me feel good. I hear about all the money, and believe me, you should see what I'm paying. It's great, and she that, and then she uses just for all the money you're paying. I'm going, well, mom. How many options? Yeah, right. I go. How many options do you think I have in life with you? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it, this place is top notch. She's got criticisms of it. I food, the water. Man. She won't come and live with you. No, but you know it's for the best. I'll go out of my mind. I offered. I said. <laughs> When we came down to Florida, so come with me. I'll, you know, wheel you around out here. Get some fresh air. Get some fresh air. And Beth's a great trooper. You know, she'll put her down with the cats and take care of my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Clean the litter box. But it would be a disaster. My mom's comfortable where she is. She loves that place. She's, you know, she knows she's, she's lucky to be there. Yeah. Because they, they, she's got everything right at her fingertips. Come on. And she's used to everything the way it yeah. is. You know, she's very regimented. Oh, my parents, once you planted them somewhere, they didn't move. I mean, <laughs> think about it. We, 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 I started out in life in Roosevelt, Long Island. <laughs> it is a community so bad. It is so dangerous. It is so full of crime. It is so low income. It is so the school system is considered one of the worst in the country. The well, whole my parents was falling apart, but they had no reason to live. Every white family, <laughs> yeah, every white family left. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. That's right. We're not going to get chased out of here. <laughs> I'm like, great. <laughs> Once they're planted, those two, they don't go anywhere.
<laughs> no, no adventure whatsoever. I then finally got, got him. Your new home where you yeah, went to high school. And they wouldn't school. leave that. They wouldn't that leave that. That was where you, you moved them from there. I get a call one day. My parents would not leave that house. I go to my father. You can't be in this house anymore. Mom can't go down the steps anymore. You're, you're making her do laundry. She's going down basement. So I got a beautiful place. We're going to stay here. That's what I'm arguing with, you know. And then I get a call from my mom's neighbor. They're in their house, you know, and they won't leave. And I'm like, just I'll sell the house. I'll get you a new place. You'll have an aid. No. No. And my mother's like, when I gonna move? I get a call from the neighbor. I found your mom laying on her back in the bushes for like an hour. What? She was back there. <laughs> you know, like, I, I go, what? My mom was what? Yeah, she was in the bushes, uh, like on her back, and she couldn't get up. Oh, my goodness. I go, are you for real? How did I not hear about this? My father didn't tell me. They, he kept it a secret. They didn't want. I go, Mom, did you? And the neighbor goes, Don't tell on me. You know, I go, Tell on you. So I, 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 I said to my mother, Mom, you got to leave here. You were on your back in the bushes. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I was never on my back in the bushes. <laughs> I said, You were, you were stuck on your back like a turtle. <laughs> you know, she was fun. Oh my goodness. Those two are moving. a team. You have to say they were the best team. Whatever no, the storyline was, they both held to it. Oh God. So then I, I had to go through a whole ruse. I had to lie to my dad, get his car taken away. His car was broken. Wayne Siegel and I went over to my dad's house and stole his distributor cap. <laughs> so it wouldn't work. And he called me. My car doesn't work. I go, yeah, Wayne and I are coming over. We're gonna, we're gonna tow it out of there. And, um, I know what you're doing. What am I doing? I'm not doing anything. You told me your car's broken. You broke it. I go, you crazy. <laughs> I broke, I broke your car. I didn't break your car. No. He caught you. And that Wayne, he's going to take my car. He's not going to return it. I go, that is an insane plan. You think I'm that devious that I would steal <laughs> something from your car and then, of Wayne Siegel. I know it's going to happen. Sure enough, he didn't get the car back. I go, yeah, Wayne <laughs> says it's too expensive to fix. We'd have to buy a new one. I had to get him to stop driving. He was a danger yeah. on the road. Yeah. I gaslit my father. And then well, uh, I go, this. yeah, all right. Well, you asked, so I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad... Uh, I bring him over to the old age place, you know, and it's not like it's not like it's a typical old age home. That's it's not present. like a home. Like, no, you it's, know. it's it's yeah. not even assisted living. I brought in a. I mean, it's cheerful the place. It's beautiful. My sister looked at it. She was like, "I I live here." I go, Damn right, it's nice. You know, it's it, but I brought him there. And never forget, we're in the elevator, and there's a bunch of people who live there in the elevator, and he's like, "I'm not living here." Look how old these people are. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's a million years old. He's ancient. <laughs> but I got him in there. I told him they don't have to live there. Just go over and like, these are like a honeymoon suite. If you feel like going and hanging out yeah. for a weekend, think of it as vacation. He's like, uh, once we go there, we'll live there. I'm like on a vacation. 
<laughs> so I got them to live there. I didn't sell their house. I waited till they moved in, and then he finally acquiesced and let me sell the house. And uh, he told me I could use the money from the house to pay for the place they are now. I go, great. Mm-hmm. That money from the house, and they sold their house for a lot of money. It lasted for two years. That was it. Like, wait, they went right yeah. through. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I'm back to paying again. <laughs> <laughs> Just mean, when you thought you were out, they yeah, I'm back always in. in. Yeah. <laughs> they burn through money those two real quick for people who have simple needs. Yeah, uh, Neil, go ahead. You're on the air in Pennsylvania. Howard, good morning. How are you, buddy? I'm okay. Um, good, good. So, um, I know years ago, all the Fox News female anchors were smoking hot, but since that lawsuit. You know, there's hardly any hot female anchors anymore on 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 Fox. It's mostly the dudes and and or Laura Ingram and Janine Prio. But I know you like myself are an MSNBC fan, and um, I think they've taken over as the channel with the hottest news anchors. And um, you know they're they're not like the, the model hot. They're like that cute little bookish girl that was in your class right. throughout the year. Continue to look at them. They just got hotter and hotter and hotter. And then by the end of the year, you just thought they were smoking hot. And, yeah, it's um, weird. It's weird. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Fox News, when the guy who started Fox News, you know, they, they, they drummed him out of there. But this guy, he would just hire hot chicks. I mean, you'd watch that channel and beat off. And then, of course, it all came out that there was sexual harassment. Well, I don't even remember all of it, but, uh, they, they, now they hire like, you know, let's say, not so hot chicks. You know what I mean? <laughs> they had it like, cause they got busted. Yeah. They got busted. Like, I don't even know how Fox News did. They would like, like all of a sudden when a girl got a little bit old, did she disappear from that channel? No mention. Nothing. I know there's a farm somewhere and yeah. all those women are on that. <laughs> <farm>. <laughs> They're tucked away, all involved in lawsuits and crazy. I mean, it's like, how the fuck are they pulling this off? You know, like, well, it's like that Scientology lady that's missing. Yeah. I sometimes watch like Wheel of Fortune and I think like, do they, did they want to like fire Vanna White as she got older, but they can't because, you know, it's Wheel of Fortune. Like, you know how it's a double Well, that she got so identified with the show. Right. And, and but, but, you know, she held but, up for a long time. Yeah. But you know, like how, how like it's a double standard. Pat Sajak, nobody ever says, Hey, he's old to get rid of him. You know, we'll leave. But like when it's the, the, the hot chick who turns the letters on Wheel of Fortune and you know why they hired her. She was smoking hot. She was young. She had big tits and they, you know, every guy would watch her. Um, well, so, yeah, she, uh, she got into a gown to change those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, but I wonder like if the producer's like, oh shit, we don't want to end up like Fox News and get sued. So we got to leave that in place. And, and Pat Sajak too. They yeah, probably like to get a younger guy there. That's right. Yeah, they like to bring in some young hot people. But uh, MSNBC's got some girls. You're absolutely right, Neil. They're like the girl in your class who's like kind of smart and she's hot, but not that hot. But you still want to fuck her. So I, I yeah. like top five. So I want to see what your if they lined up with your top five in order. Who do you got? Okay, so. Number five was a battle between Katie Turn, Haley Jackson, and Nicole Wallace. So I had to go with Nicole. I don't know. She, like, she's definitely one of the ones that's just grown on me over the years. You know, like, just 
I don't know. She's just got that that kind of that, that what I'm just talking about. That bookish kind of smart girl that just you know plain Jane but super super cute. Yeah, Nicole Wallace has really worked hard on her look. You know, well, that's yeah. the thing I notice about MSNBC girls. Every once in a while, they bring in somebody to update the look because all of a sudden you'll tune in on one week yeah. and everybody's hair and makeup has changed. Well, Nicole Wallace, like I can tell she's been hitting the gym. I They don't show you, I, you know. I, w- I would demand that they stand up every 15 minutes and stretch their legs so we could look over <laughs> and see what's doing. But, you know, from what I can tell, yeah, she's she's got something there. She's got something going on, and she's always with the hairdos. And, the yeah, you know, she's working hard on on looking hot. Yeah. J.D. has strong opinions, by the way, on the women of MSNBC. Yes, he and- does. He would like to join the conversation, and I'm I'm up for it. What do you think about Nicole? What, I what? Mean, he, go ahead. What are your all right? Let this guy Neil give his top five. Give me your yes. top five, and then okay. I'll hear from JD. I, I, all right. I'll go quick. Number four, Mika, and I know you probably think she's higher, but she's starting to get annoying with me. She can't even really read the teleprompter anymore. But mm-hmm. she's got the Eastern European <laughs> sexy look. I like about her. Um, three, three's a new big titties. Yeah. Mika's got yeah, big yeah. titties too. I I think she'd be you know Eastern European chicks are pretty wild you know in in when sexually so I that she always does that going for it too. Uh, right. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, right, number three number three uh, number three Alex Wagner kind of cutie she just took over Rachel Maddow's spot I don't know yeah. what nationality she is but that dark hair dark eyes and, and yeah I, I, very I good know. looking absolutely. Yeah. Number one and number two is the battle of the redheads and and you're right that the name of Jen Psaki show inside Jen Psaki is great because I too would love to be inside Jen Psaki. <sighs> um, but the, you know, I just have to go with Stephanie rules. Stephanie rules. My number one. All I right. think she's now we're talking. Sexy side. <laughs> and, All right, JD, give me your, t- give me your top five girls. And she is like, uh, she does dress sexy when she comes out from behind the desk. So that's my top five. Uh, I don't know if I have a top five. I don't know all the anchors, um, but uh, Katie Turner is number one. Uh, she's number one to me. Um, I think Stephanie Rule is two, and Mika is three. Um, and then I don't know what the other two would be. They're probably right. some like random brunette that I know, but uh, I can't think of any names right now. But uh, what about Katie Jen Saki? Do you like Jen Saki or no? She's okay. It's not mm-hmm. my yeah. She's all right. I'm not not too into her. Right. Um, but uh, you know, Alex Wagner's all right. She's okay. No, but right. Katie well, Turner's number one. Katie Turner's number one. But Stephanie, Stephanie Rule, she can, you know. What do you think she's like sexually, JD? Like in your Which imagination, <laughs> uh, 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 Stephanie Rule. Stephanie Rule. Oh, yeah, is she I fun. Think, what, what is she up for? Yeah, I think I think she's a fun. You know, she likes to put out a you know a a a a flirty vibe. Yeah, What's like that? a flirty kind of sexy vibe. Flirty. I, I, she's I think flirting. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, she's a very flirty. Uh, you know, she she she's she wants to be you know confident and and know the issues and whatever on TV. But uh, whenever she's not talking about news, she's a fun she's a fun woman and uh, up for a party. And wow, uh, <laughs> wow, a that's things. a that's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, wow. And <laughs> and you say she's not only hot, but she really wants it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's a good yeah. that's a good report, JD. But Ralph I, says I think, he's been monitoring the situation over on MSNBC as well, and 
he would like yes. to uh, chime in. Go ahead, Ralph. Yes, yes. They have a lot of girls over there, and they're interesting. But the, the first thing I'll say, the hottest one, I'm not going to give you a list. I'll tell you what's wrong with the other ones. But huh. the hottest one is Stephanie Rule, for sure. Thank you. Yes. She, she looks fun, and, like, she's she's... She's a dirty girl. When you say fun, what do you mean? Like, she'll well, let you, what, would she let you, like would Stephanie Rule let you tie, can you tie her up? Oh, yeah, I think she'd tie her up. I think she would, she would probably get lo- loaded. You know, she might be up for other stuff. There might be a third involved. You think, and, you think she parties? Like, she'll smoke oh, yeah. some weed and, like, uh, have a few drinks? Oh, yeah. because yeah. she's on, at, she's on late night, too. So, you know, she's, right. you know, if she's up late. She doesn't have you know, to get a, up early, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> she would bump yeah. in the bathroom with her, and uh, you, know, at a, you know, after the show. You know, yeah, and, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I, think Katie, I think Katie Turr is more attractive, but I think Stephanie. Do you Rule think is more Katie fun. Turr or Stephanie Rule? Like, let's say they're doing their show on MSNBC. I'll give you guys a scenario. Yeah. She's doing her show. And it's like a half hour before she has to go on air and everyone's in and out of her dressing room and all this shit. You show up, you're her boyfriend. You close the door and you start to come on to her. She goes, hey, listen, I just got all made up. I'm going to be on camera in a half hour. Like, (laughs) fuck that. You put her down on the floor. You start fucking her right on the floor. Right before she... Now, now listen to this. You're you're, you're going so hard at it, your knees start to get rug burned. You can't even believe, but you're fucking her like crazy. And like, and people are knocking on the door. They got to get like in the room. Five minutes. Okay. Five minutes. Five, minutes. Five, minutes. five minutes. Yeah, right. Five minutes. Five minutes, Miss Rule. Um, what do you think seriously now? Don't just ask, answer frivolously. You think Stephanie Rule would go for that? Yeah, I think she would not only, uh, you would not have to be the one to bring up the idea. She would think it's hot oh. to do something like that before, right before the show. Wow. So, I, I think yeah, the word J.D. Hot. is looking for is she would initiate this action. Right. right. That's a good girl. She's right. <laughs> <laughs> Pussy is awesome. She's a dirty girl. She's a fun girl. Whatever you want ah. to say, I can guarantee you 110%. Is she married? That's a good question. And (laughs) J.D., J.D., in your imagination. Yes. Do you think she fully shaves that thing? Uh, (laughs) You think she's got a full bush? You think she's got like one of those trimmed bushes where the pussy's all clean? I think it's trimmed. Really? Yeah. I hope wow. this is all going on in Jay. JD's head. Yeah, <laughs> of course. He's asking, he's asking questions and I have thoughts. So, yes, yeah, that's how it yeah. goes. Howard's a great interviewer. He asks good questions. And, <laughs> These are questions. And now These that I'm questions. thinking about it, I think she's, I'm thinking she's more like totally shaved. I mean, it, 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 it I think so too. I bet she shaves like, her ass hairs. <laughs> I, oh, she doesn't have any ass hair. Stop it. Um, hey, <laughs> listen to this. Here's a fact. This is kind of interesting. I don't know if you guys know this. Stephanie Rule's Instagram bio says, senior business analyst, comma, dance machine. <laughs> oh, boy. Fuck, fuck machine. Oh, boy. Fuck machine. <laughs> fuck, fuck machine. Read between oh, there the you go. There you go. There you, you go. You know, I used to think all those, you know, all those news women were, you know, straight arrows and very serious. And, you know, everyone was like Kristen Amonpour or whatever that woman's name is. But after you read some of these tell-alls and, you know, the books they put out, you're like, wait a minute. 
These women were up for anything. <laughs> you want to know something? Here's a, here's a better clue whether she's fully shaved or not. And I'm going to say she is fully shaved, and I'll tell you why. What's the clue? Here's the clue. And you're going to call me crazy, but this is interesting, and I, it turns me on. Stephanie Rule follows our show's Instagram account, which means... Uh -oh. Dirty girl. Uh, th yeah, that means she's <laughs> so down with, like, you coming, you know, like, you're her boyfriend. Yeah, come over here and fuck me. <laughs> J.D., here's the key question. Yes. Let's say you're with Stephanie Rule, you're her boyfriend, okay? Mm-hmm. And you're going at it, you're doing your thing, you're turning her on, playing with her titties, you, 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 your penis isn't, you know, you're fucking her and everything. And all of a sudden, you, yeah, J.D., all of a oh, sudden. Ralph, you, you can answer, too. You can imagine. No, 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 this is J.D. No, no, no. And like, I don't know what you're up to, but all of a sudden, like, just for fun, because you, you, you wanted to go out and read, you know, do her show, like, with thinking about you. You go, you, all of a sudden, you just flip around. You don't even ask. You start eating her ass. You turn <laughs> way up her ass. What do, do you think she goes, JD, easy? You know, like, I don't want my ass up. You know, I'm, I'm uptight about that. Or do you think she's just like wriggling around going, oh my God, JD, this is uh, unbelievable. She, just in, she's into it. She's into it. We're into it. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. You know, JD's not right about a lot of things, but this I think he's nailing across the board. <laughs> it's like an expert. <laughs> Me and Ralph, our 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 thoughts have finally aligned. Now, Colin. how do we determine right. well who's right? Can we get? I'll tell you what here? about. <laughs> I'll tell you what. For some reason, Ralph, when it comes to evaluating women and <laughs> and, and sort of, he's he is good at it. Like it was a time I was dating a woman. He came to me. He said, "She's a dirty girl." And I, I was like, uh, a dirty girl, is that good or bad? He goes, it's bad. And I go, oh. And and then we we were dating, and, and uh, all of a sudden it was in my head. Every time we were together, she's a dirty girl. Yeah, you but know what? Ralph, you something there, and you looked for evidence. He didn't really, you know, she might be the cleanest girl. Can I tell you something? Wait a second. Wait, it wait, totally, wait. It totally, it totally fucked up the relationship. Yeah. And it was just like, this son of a bitch, he ruined everything. Uh, dirty girl. I, I, I mean, she was lovely and delightful. But anyway, I don't want to get into any more details on that. It's just that <laughs> Let me just make one thing clear. In talking about Stephanie Rule, I'm not saying she's dirty like stinky or something. I mean, she's up for a party, dirty girl. Right. Okay. Right. Let's make yeah. that clear. Yeah. Yeah, I'll but dirty girl Ralph. to you, dirty girl to you means a lot of different things because it does. right? It's because like, I think he also question. You know, he says he can tell whether somebody you could sleep with somebody without a rubber by just looking at them. <laughs> yeah, like Stephanie. I would say, I, I, yeah, well, Ralph's out of his mind. He goes, "You don't need a rubber with her. She's clean." I go, "How do you know?" He goes, uh, "I can tell. She's just clean. You can tell there's nothing down there." I go, "You're a fucking idiot." <laughs> Oh, here. Hey, by the way, Stephanie Rule is married to a guy named Andy Hubbard and has three kids. Here, God bless her. Kill. God bless her. Here's a buzz fucking kill. Uh, hold on a second. Nicole Wallace looks like she'd be fun, too. Yeah, I think oh, she's I up for any. That. I think she'd be very happy and grateful. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe Pesci wants to join the conversation. Hey, Joe. Hey, first of all, all these fucking broads, I'd stand on my tippy toes and eat their pussies under the table while they're on the air. I scoop between the anchors like I'm at an all-you-can-eat buffet, like a 10-year-old at the hometown buffet. Look, I'd floss my teeth with Diane Sawyer's pubic hair. Hey, yeah. Joe, well. Joy Reid, I'd drink some of my Pesci seed. I'd do an Olympic muff dive on Mika and I'd suck on Stephanie's titties like I'm the Gerber baby. What the oh, fuck? God. Bing, bang, boom. Uh, Come on, I'd be up in my balls in Leslie's stall. Bubble Walters, I'd climb up her and stick my dick in her ear. 
I'm fucking <laughs> Katie Couric while I'm out Roka watched. How's the weather down there, Al? Come on. <laughs> all right, all right. Listen, no need to get angry. You sound like you're going to explode. <laughs> hey, Adrian Mitchell, give these nuts a nibble. Come on, Adrian. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? These broads. I've never done so much in my entire life. All these women, look at this. I've never seen anything. Murray you love pussy. You love Maria pussy. Maria Shriver, I'd eat Arnold's asshole to get that pussy. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you're a real man. Forget it. Wow. Wow. Can I offer a couple of criticisms on the, uh, the girls of NBC? Not not horrible. All right, go ahead. Uh, like <laughs> Alex Wagner, she's got those you know Hollywood teeth that are super white, but she's got to like get like veneers wow. or something because one of them is like one of her teeth is really weird. It's very distracting to watch her because it sticks out because they're so white. And Dude, Wallace, you, no one had a weirder tooth than you. This guy sometimes <laughs> I see him; he has no teeth. I don't know what's going on with him. And uh, well, I'm not on TV. Uh, and right. uh, the Nicole Wallace, don't you think that vocal fry is annoying with her? She's kind of like. She's very good. She's very smart. She just, um, she can't get that thing under control where she goes sort of. That's it. That's my only criticism of her. But she's good. I watch her every day. She's good, but she's yeah. got to fix that voice a little bit. It's like, eh, she goes, yeah. I don't, I don't find that. She's uh, good. Hmm. No, I don't like that criticism. I don't How about like when it. she always says, our, my favorite people? Everybody's her favorite person on that show. She goes, a few of our favorite um, contributors. I know what yeah. you mean. All right, enough. No, no, who cares? I'm <laughs> both of those guys. Uh, Thank you. Anyway, all right, enough with that. You know, try to watch the news without being so sexual, you guys. Yeah, try to get some information. Are you hearing anything about what's going no. on in the world? Hair plenty. No, not these guys. They're busy looking at everyone's <laughs> teeth and their tits. <laughs> <laughs> they got him on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, Brooke Shields going to stop by for uh, 9 o'clock or so. Talk to her a little bit. But a life. Hey, her mother. Tough life, that girl. If I well, was her, there I'd were be... a lot of people uh, involved in having her have a tough life. Not just If her I mom. was her, I'd be crumpled up in a corner. I'd be on the phone to the psychiatrist every 10 minutes. I missed I one movie uh, yesterday. I was talking about uh, Pretty Baby and Blue Lagoon. She also did a movie called The Endless Love. Remember That's that? right. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Who was her co-star in Endless Love? Wasn't it... Um, <sighs> fuck was it? A Blue Lagoon. She was 14. Yeah. Running around in that. Yeah. And that guy was 18. Christopher Atkins. Yeah. This whole thing is fucking weird. Anyway, uh, we'll talk to her. They got a documentary on Hulu. Two-part documentary produced by Allie Wentworth and George Stephanopoulos. It's uh, called Pretty Baby. It's the Brooke Shields documentary. And man, I mean, you know, she was so sexualized at an early age. Every guy wanted to fuck her and she's like 11 years old or something. Crazy. And, uh, they were interviewing know. about her sexual, you know, grown yeah. men are interviewing her and talking about how sensual she is at 11 right. and 12 and 13 and 14. Char is on the air. Let's say good morning to her. Char, go ahead. Good morning, Howard. Good morning, Robin. Howard, morning. I just want to give you a heads up. 
that I've had all my vaccines. I never went anywhere. I hike every day. I'm healthy. I went and got my hair done <clears throat> last Wednesday, Sunday, COVID. Mm. COVID, uh. bad. Bad? Do you, did bad. you wear a mask? You didn't wear a mask when you went to get your hair done. No, no, I stopped wearing the mask. I was in there for right. over three hours. I had a highlight. And um, days later, here I am in bed. How bad is it, though? I mean, it's a bad cold, right? Like a bad... No, Howard, your head's going to explode. This oh, is no. Three. Your head is going to explode. Your throat is so sore. Are you and on Paxlovid? I'm not taking that. I would. I won't take that. You're I'll supposed just... to um, mitigate your symptoms. Yeah, well, you know, it gives you other things, too. Metal tasting and... Cares. Um, I fucking uh, love metal. Work through it, and you know there's a chance that you could get it back again if you take that. Who cares? I don't yeah, care. there's this re. What do they call it? A rebound? Yeah, yeah. Right. So I'm just suffering. But the weird thing is that my husband didn't have the last vaccine. He has it too now. Oh, he no. got it this morning. Why didn't he get the last vaccine? What the oh, fuck's wrong with him? Uh, why didn't you quarantine? Why are you giving it to everyone? I am. I'm in a, in my daughter's. My daughter's grown and out of the house. I'm in her bedroom with the door shut. I'm quarantined. There are about 32,000 32, current COVID hospitalizations in the United States. So who the fuck knows? But, you know, I don't know. Everybody's pressuring me. I got to get out. I got to do. I got to this. I mean, Gary's over at the Bruce Springsteen concert. No mask. So I guess I'm the one who's the fool. I just want to <clears throat> give you a heads up. And the other thing is that, you know, we have two puppies. I have one in my in my daughter's room, and my husband has one upstairs. I'm worried that they're going to get COVID. The puppies? Yeah. They could get it from you. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Know. Yeah. Well, that's fucked up. Well, yes. All right, I, I got to hang up because I'm getting paranoid just sitting here listening to you. I'm sorry, Sharp. Feel better. I felt the only things I could be around were my cats because they're safe. Mm-hmm. Man, oh man. Oh, hey, I'm glad you came in. Donald Trump, everybody. He's the man oh. of the hour. He's all over the news. Uh, good yeah, morning. You're going good to morning. court this afternoon. Yes, I, I am, but but I, I wanted to hoping. jump in. Yes, go you, ahead. You, you're talking about women. Women. I invented judging women. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of I people know don't know that. I and know the that. women on MSNBC are all whores. All whores. Oh. They all of them. But I love Mika's big titties. Are they great? The big titties. Because I used to be friends with her. She wanted me. She wanted me so bad. But she married Joe Scarborough, said. And Nicole Wallace, by the way, maybe. Maybe a five. But, you know, she was like the smart girl in school who was a little bit attractive, but they really got to spruce her up. You know who's hot? Katie Tour. Katie Tour. You know, she just gives sloppy blowjobs. You can just tell by the way she looks. <laughs> Mr. Trump, I mean, uh, it's so inappropriate for an ex-president. How dare you? But then again, uh, well, all right, listen. Hey, by the way, can I ask you a couple of questions? Because uh, I know now you're in New York. First of all, I'm watching TV. 
They're fucking everywhere with you. They, I mean, every, they're following you around like you're OJ. I mean, and, it, and, and, it's and, incredible. They track my flight. They track the, 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 the cars, the limo, the column of cars, everything. Every move I make, every breath I take, they're watching me. It's true. And I, th and I was imagining that you're sitting in your car or on the mm -hmm. plane with a bank of television sets and enjoying being covered. I mean, wall to wall coverage of you. What could you dream of that would be better? This is the greatest thing. And this is even better when I was running every single thing I do. They've got photos of me that are so crappy waving from the window. They've got me from a hundred yards walking into Trump Tower. This is the best thing ever, Howard. I have to tell you. I mean, in the old days, if a guy was up on charges, you wouldn't even run for president. But with you, they say yeah, they it's inspiring. Hold head down, you know, like yeah. they don't want to be I'm seen. I am holding it up. I am so proud to be <laughs> under indictment. I have to tell you. It's how does so it feel? Incredible. How does it feel to be back in New York? How does it feel to be home? Well, let me tell you, Howard. It's only been, you know, like less than 24 hours, but I already miss Mar-a-Lago. You know, I used to love, love, love New York, but now it's a toilet for homeless people, you know, and it's anarchy. It's anarchy on the streets. Howard. I saw an Asian on the Upper West Side. Unbelievable. We gave these people all Chinatown, a whole Chinatown to themselves, and now they're just wandering about. It's sad. It's sad. It's out of control. You're saying that a lot of the, you saw an Asian person on the Upper West Side and you feel uh, they should just stay in Chinatown. Is Chinatown. That that's why we have it for them. Chinatown is just for them. They don't need anything else. Well, talk about this. And in just a couple of hours, you're going to be arraigned at the courthouse in Manhattan. I mean, what does that feel like? Well, I have to tell you, this is a disgrace. What's happening to me is a disgrace. This is worse. This is worse than anything. This is the worst day in New York since 9-11. Since 9-11. Honestly. Really? This is. Yes. Robin, this is actually <laughs> much worse. This is 9-11 times two. 18-22. Jared ran the numbers. That adds up. 18-22. I can see it on t-shirts right. now. Because two times nine is 18 and two times 11 is 22. It's, that's, that, that's pencil's out to me. That pencil's out <laughs> yeah. to me. Sometimes I have to uh, translate I the jokes. I didn't understand. Yeah, what <laughs> 1822. Yes, right. <laughs> right. We're doing so high-level stuff here. You you think you're being treated unfairly. That's your are point. You, are you kidding me? Right. Are you kidding me? The most unfairly in the history of unfairly, Bill Clinton fucks an intern with a cigar and gets to stay home with Hillary. Okay, maybe that's punishment enough. But still, they're all crooks. They're all crooks, the person. Who's a crook? Who's a crook? Who's, who's Alvin a crook? Alvin Bragg, stupid name, a chipmunk. Bragg. He ain't bragging about his weight. Let me tell you that. That's for sure. All right? Hey, Alvin, stick to harassing the courthouse vending machine. Not me, fatso. Well, wait a second. Uh, you this say is the cross. Alvin Bragg, you're saying bad things about him. Um, yes. Uh, 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 and who else? And don't is get me bad? started. And don't get me started about the judge. The judge. Do you know? Do you believe this? I have a corrupt Mexican judge, Judge Juan La Cucaracha. He's all. He already hates me. He already hates me. I probably yelled at him while he was running his leaf blower while I was taking a nap or something. Jesus. Well, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, true. You know. You, yeah. It's, no. it's sad. It's sad because you build one lousy wall. And suddenly, everyone thinks you're an asshole. It's true. Everyone thinks you're an asshole. I mean, everyone. I mean, 
Everyone. Everyone. Listen, can I I ask a favor? Because I don't have a lot of time. I don't have a lot of time. Can I speak directly to the judge? Do you mind? This will just take a second. All right. El Señor Judge. I am (laughs) muy innocente. Comprende? All right, that should do it. That should do you it. You really know how to win people over. Right? I think the <laughs> judge is going to be very lenient with you. Right? I think great. so too. But I wanted, I wanted a sexy judge. We're talking about women, right? We're talking about all these beautiful yes. women. I wanted yes. a sexy female judge, like Judge Milan on the People's Court. I bet she's naked under that robe. I bet you she's naked. <laughs> and I, I said specifically, no old bags like Judge Judy. I wouldn't fuck her, which. Judge Joe Brown's dick. All right, all right. Enough of that. Get off that. Let's get out of the weeds with the judges. Okay. And what I don't want to be whole, angry. I got They told me I might have to get a, get a, get a gag order or something. The so whole world careful. is watching you. Are you okay. embarrassed at all that you're up on charges? Howard, you said it. You're so Robin said it. I walked in with my head up. Are you kidding? I've broken so many laws over the last 50 years. I'm looking at this as a Lifetime Achievement Award. (laughs) This is the indictment tour. Lights, camera, legal action. So what's... All right, let me ask this. What is the plan? You're going to be in town for a short amount of time, Mm -hmm. right? And then you're going to head back to Mar-a-Lago, your home. And then tonight, you're going to give a big speech... After you're arraigned, do I have that right? You have it 100 percent right. I'm I'm working on it right now. I'm I've got it right in front of me. I'm actually working on the speech, so it's really incredible. Now, let me ask you, what sounds better: burn the cops alive or run them over with a tank? What do you think? You know that sounds terrible. I, I mean, what, what, yeah, what good, 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 good. one is terrible. And what else now, are you going to say? What else are you going to say in your big speech? Well, I'm thinking about comparing myself to Jesus. Have you heard of him? He's Jewish, you know. You know, so, but I'm concerned, you know, because when people get it, will they get it? Because I'm very clever and I don't want any confusion, if you know what I mean. No, I know one thing. How are you comparing yourself to Jesus? I don't even understand that. (laughs) He doesn't either. Well, because I'm I'm saving people. I'm saving America. I save America. Um, and have you now, seen the photos? They have me with Jesus, so that's the comparison. <laughs> I see your supporters are, are out there. Uh, people are worried there's going to be riots, like on January 6th, you know? Right, right. Well, I want everyone to know, I want to be very clear, Howard. I am telling my supporters, do not come down to 100 Center Street in Lower Manhattan, not Midtown, Lower Manhattan. Do not protest this legal atrocity, all right? Do not go to the building you see on Law & Order all the time. You'll see it. You'll know it as soon as you see it. Definitely do not dress like the NYPD and break into the courthouse and rescue me. Don't do that. And whatever you do, do not bring pepper spray, bear spray, mace, or anything that should slow down the cops. Well, I tell you, that sounds like, well, well that sounds you like know, you committed I, a crime right there, but I don't know. No, 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 no. I said no. I said no. I covered myself. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, right. But I thought he'd be devastated that there could be no cameras in the courtroom. Well, you can have a, a, a regular camera, still but not camera. a yeah, still camera. Well, I, right. you know what? I don't. Video. I was angry at first, but I can't wait for the artist to do all the paintings of me because we can sell those. <laughs> yeah, like an NFT. 
right, so we're all going to be watching. Uh, any last thoughts? What do you, you know? What's going to be? Uh, you know, what should we be thinking about? What, what, well, I'll, I'll open the microphone to you. Whatever you. I want say. you to. I want everybody listening to keep something in mind. All right, because I'm. We're both being persecuted here, Howard. Just remember that the entire jury is stacked, stacked with liberal stooges, and everything they say is bullshit, bullshit. Unless, unless they find me innocent, which in that case, they're beautiful patriots who will get 20% off at any Trump resort worldwide. Howard, well, uh, yes. I would like to appeal it directly to my followers because many of them listen to the show on Stolen XM. And uh, <laughs> this is what I want to say. Please right. send money. Lots and lots of money. I'm a billionaire, but I do not like to spend my own money. I like to spend <laughs> your money. And for right. me to spend your money, you need me to send me your money. I take Venmo, PayPal, Bitcoin, Ethereum, all loose right, change. Right. Well, I'm not going to let you, you uh, milk the audience. All right. Thank you and good luck to you. And that's it. Okay. That's goodbye. All right. We'll see you at 215 on all the networks. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, uh, there you go. Uh, let me uh, take a little break here and tell you about something really important. It's a pretty inventive song, you know, a guy singing about Beverly Hills. Oh, it turned off. Okay. <laughs> Talking about it. You, you ran out of song. <laughs> no, somebody decided to cut it off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, some things are out of my control. Uh, Beverly Hills. There you go. I know. It makes Beverly Hills sound amazingly cool. You want to know something? I've been to Beverly Hills, and I've gone to some people's homes there, and it is amazingly cool. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. It was like Well, awesome. you find things amazingly cool uh, just because of the way they look and, you know, the yeah. scene. Sort of, I yeah. would actually have to have some substance. So I don't know ah. if there's any substance there. No, I had some good times in Beverly Hills. Yeah, because you were trying to get laid. That's what you were no, doing. You were no, running I was around. With, no, wrong, <laughs> wrong again. I was, I was with my wife, and uh, we've been to people's homes. We had, uh, di we had dinner. Uh, dinner. We went to yeah, a dinner you're, party. Okay, you're Hills. at dinner parties. I'm talking about yeah. those parties and you know all know. the what hanging you? out people think they're doing in Beverly Hills. I liked it. I was like, I'd live here. You're at a dinner party. I'm not talking. He's talking about the the scenes and all the fabulous people you're just running into all the time. Every time you turn around, you're with a fabulous person. What are you getting so upset for? You seem pretty worked no, up over I'm there. I'm just saying <laughs> that the stuff that they show you in movies and they sing about doesn't really exist. Wow. I didn't know you had such strong feel feelings about Beverly Hills. A bar like Cheers, <laughs> you know, they make you think every bar you got great friends, and uh, you know, you, you don't want me. You don't want me going to Beverly Hills. You don't want me. You're afraid you're going to lose me if I go to Beverly Hills. That, now I get no, it. Okay, uh, you can go and go to Robin, Beverly Hills. You will be Robin, lost. <laughs> Robin, I'm not going to go to Beverly Hills. Calm down. <laughs> You've convinced me. I'm not going to go and enjoy it. You're there visiting. Right. You're not living there. I see. In other words, I like when I visited, but if I lived there, I wouldn't like it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know. Okay. Maybe you would. I All right. <laughs> I'm very shallow, so I think I would like it. <laughs> 
Oh, my goodness. I, I don't want you upset. I need you calm because, uh, listen, you've got medical issues. So what's the matter with you? Robin. You can only receive what you believe. Well, I know that. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask you what you meant when you said that. I don't know. I don't remember saying that. <laughs> you say that's not you. That's not me. I don't know how you put that together. Robin. Smiles in the same language. Right. Well, that I know. You're right. That you're right about. That I understand. Yeah, nobody misinterprets a smile. No, no one. No one. Thank you for that, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I've never said anything as profound as... Pussy is what? Pussy. Pussy is awesome. Pussy is awesome. Pussy is the greatest. Robin Ophelia quivers. Live your life. Be free. Right. All right. That I could get behind too. (laughs) That's right. Very few people know what freedom is, Howard. Now uh, you can I point don't. another phrase. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what if you had to come up with a phrase about Beverly Hills? What would you say? Don't go. <laughs> don't go. Another way. Well, I like your quote. It's not real. Or, or if you go ahead, I don't want to put words in your mouth. That it doesn't exist. This place you think where everybody loves everybody and you fit in and you get along and you're just having a fabulous time with fabulous people all the time. That does not exist. All right. I I just said I enjoyed myself there, but I'm sorry. No, you said you were at dinner parties. You weren't living yeah. there. I liked it, Robin. I you like people's I... houses who were friends of yours and welcome you in. Yes, that's all I meant. You didn't go there when you were starting Uh-oh. out in radio and trying to fit in. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see how that would have worked out. <laughs> I was laughing at you yesterday. I'm not going to get into it. This woman is a character. That's what I wrote. I said, you are a character. She lives a life like you. If I told you half the stories I know about Robin, you'd go out of your mind. She is something else. One day we're going to tell that story on the air. Well, you know, I did tell it on myself. Yep. But one day you got to tell it on I what I did, air. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Robin fucked up royally, but then it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, listen. You, you got a lot of good information, and you're right. I, I've been thinking what you said, and you're right. I'm not going to Beverly. Robin. No, I have a PhD in nutrition. What? I, <laughs> I never would have said that. No, you you said that. No, I didn't. <laughs> Listen, I want to read you the fan mail because a lot of people are talking about a lot of stuff you and I were talking about yesterday. Oh, yeah? And the number one topic was this uh, Samantha's mom, Sam's mom. Sam, who is a writer on our show. Top-notch writer talent. Her mom made it onto the show, and a lot of people are excited about it. I do want to read you some of the comments. Fans are continuing writing in, telling how, telling me how enamored they are with our our writer Samantha's mom, Kathy. Kathy Robin. Um, uh-huh. Everyone wants to see us put together a Sam's mom dating game. A lot of horny uh-huh. guys. 
You have to do a dating game with Sam's mom. You did a nice job matching someone with Drew Barrymore, so you never know. And Fred met his wife on Dial-A-Date. That's true. That's right. They're still going strong. Please do a... I don't know how strong, but they're going. Oh, God. I don't know. I don't. He doesn't tell me. Yeah, you'd have to ask her. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fred thinks they're going strong. Oh, my yeah, I think we're. I think we're uh, going great, but... You're you fine, right? <laughs> yeah. Fred thinks everything's going great until he finds out it's not so great. Uh, please do a Sam's mom dating game. Based on those messages you got, that would be some pool of bachelors. And speaking of the creepy messages... Those have not stopped either. Oh. Uh, Howard, I listened to your show while driving to Seattle from Vancouver earlier this morning. The segment with Sam's mummy was awesome. I had to stop the car at a rest stop for the 15 minutes and jerk off to Sam's mom. Oh. This guy pulled over. He got all charged up. Sam's mom has inspired pussy songs from coast to coast. I'm going to play you some more of these. But uh, uh, Howard, I'd love to meet Sam's mom. I'm a New York City dude. 62 years old next month, young in body, mind and spirit. Kind of like Sam's mom. Yeah. If there's a if there's a Sam's mom dating game in the future, I'd love to be a part of it. Oh yeah. This guy sounds like he's young. You know what young he, in body means? Yes. He means he wants hard. to to yeah. Get This on. is a really wild message. You'll love this. Turns out Ass Napkin Ed and High Pitch Eric aren't the only whack packers interested in dating Kathy. <laughs> here's what bigfoot told wolfie here get hey sam you should come on and listen to this i'd love to see your face when you hear this one <laughs> bigfoot wants to bang your mom and uh here's the message you ready mm -hmm. yeah okay. good morning i'm ready good morning all right here we go hey kathy this is bigfoot kathy i hear you single with this how would you like to mingle how would you like to go out with bigfoot and wine and dine you I got quite a bit of money stashed. And I know that's what makes the ladies happy. Kathy, I'm going to lap your pussy. I finger her with my fingers. Get her all hot and bothered it is. And then she begged me as like my cock into her. My nine and a half inch cock. How you would like me to be your next stepdad it is, Samantha. I know you probably love that it is a lot. You would. I banged both of them. Lapped her pussy. Stick my dick into them. A mother-daughter combo? Yes. Let's have a non-non-blah. Are you saying menage a trois? Yes, I am. Let's have a non-non-blah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, imagine your mom marries Bigfoot. Kathy E. Shaw Jr. would be her name. We were thinking what about that. What if that but... were to happen? Like, your mom met Bigfoot and just, it was love at first sight. He's got cash and he's got a nine-inch cock. <laughs> I think if he had a good shower, you really scrubbed him down, trimmed his hair, right. <laughs> shaved his beard, put him in a suit, and he didn't talk. Right. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Sam did call her mom and ask what her reaction was to the overtures of the whack pack. You know, asked Napkin Ed wanted uh, Kathy and high pitch. high pitch Eric, you know. So here's here's that conversation. What did you think about Ass Napkin Ed wanting to date you? Fucking disgusting. Wasn't he on the phone last week as well? Fucking disgusting. They're all disgusting. What about Bigfoot? I would obviously no discussion about who I'd pick because there would be none. But Bigfoot was the one that hit me. I mean, if, if the worst case scenario and I was stuck and it had to be one of them, 
I figured it would be him. He'd probably kill me, so I'd be okay. I figured, you know what? I'd be dead, so it's okay. What about high pitch? Well, as Robin said, he can't get it up anyway. But the fact is, even the thought of being a ugh, gross, I didn't want to think about it. So I'm not a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Uh, Sam's mom is open to us uh, holding a dating game for her to find true Ooh, love. So okay. I thought that was kind of exciting. But you do want to really find someone, not not like a whackpacker or someone crazy. You'd of course, I would. I of course, I'd like to meet somebody. I'd like to have a relationship. I'd like to have a sexy best friend. You know. What was that beeping? That's the oven for my flourless chocolate cake. I think you think I'm lying, but I'm going to shove it down your throat when I see you. <laughs> All right, Mom. But if we're looking for real love for you, you'd be open to it. Real love? Yes. Real love. No bullshit. No no ass wipe, napkin wipe eds or whatever his name is or Bigfoots or... You want to get good guys? You want to get people that are, you know, people Howard may know or Beth may know, like they did with, uh, you know, what's her name? Yeah, that's great. Drew Barrymore. Real people. Yep, Drew Barrymore. Talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Kathy also continues to inspire new music. <laughs> like I said, here's, here's <laughs> another one. I mean, there's a lot. You shouldn't go through my shit. She's a piece of work. Let's say yes. Sam's mom is a muse for creeps. <laughs> and then someone put together, who is this? Uh, Jay and Roddy put together a parody of Miley Cyrus's Flowers, which is one of the uh -huh. hottest tracks around. Yeah. Mm. And they plugged in Sam's mom. Yeah, no woman wants to hear, by the way. I mean, your mom doesn't want to hear that, like, she her pussy was dirty and she got her dildo dirty. You can't, you know, women got very touchy about that. It wasn't you know? dirty. It was just used. It wasn't this, yeah, I guess that's In other dirty. words, you, you, you know what you're saying? Her pussy juice was on it and she didn't wash it off. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't mean it was dirty pussy juice. It was just yeah. dried pussy juice. But you're accusing her of being like kind of sloppy with her dildo. You know what I mean? Maybe she was in a rush and she had to right. just quickly stuff it back in the box. And, you know. Sam was <laughs> climbing around looking in boxes in her closet. Yeah. She didn't leave it out. <laughs> it's crazy. All these guys are worked up over your mom. They don't They don't even know her or they haven't seen her, but they're they're, they're intrigued. You know, I know. Yeah, it, it doesn't yeah. take uh, much to rev up guys. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It, that's <laughs> it, that's it's, it's 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 that's the whole point. Shaved. Let's say yes. Sam's hot mom has got it going on. Sam's hot mom has got it going on. Oh. She must have with a sparkly pink She had the real deal, like a cock that she stuck in her, man. 
You really like watching me listen to this so- these yeah, songs over and funny, over yeah. again. I mean, it I just sit here and you play them over and and go ahead. Who the who the fuck is Joe it Pesci? Wants- hey, Joe, you want to fuck <laughs> Sam's mom? Hey, of course I do. I got my buddy Bobby De Niro here. We want to hey, stuff hey, your mother, right, Bobby? Hey, Sam, how you doing? Huh? Oh God! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, listen, Sam. I think you know. I, I want to double team with Pesci. You know, your mom sounds hot. I'd whip out my D train and I'd enter her Lincoln Tunnel. You know, and Pesci <laughs> can climb into a sewer snatch and cook a cup of a cunt like a gazpacho soup. Well, I never heard jizz, you know, Robert De Niro. I never heard you talk so much. You're usually pretty you know, quiet. Pesci I was brings say, the best yeah. out of me. You know what I mean? When I talk, when I hear about Sam's mom, I'm just, I guess. So fucking hot. I will climb right in there. I will climb right in that snatch. I do not care. Come on, Bobby. I'm going to push him in there. We're going to double team her. I'm going to get on his shoulders, and Bobby's going to launch me out of a cannon. Come on, right, Bobby? <laughs> fucking loosely. I'll put a little helmet on. Like, uh, like you seen in a circus. Come on. Bang, bang, boom. Come on, Bobby. Bang, bang, bongo. <laughs> okay, guys, thanks. It's going to be like an Italian nest. Bobby D has a nine-incher. <laughs> the door shut. You can't be talking. All right. Oh, my mom um, has, just sent me a text message. What she say? told me. Well, yesterday when I called her, I asked her if you had to pick someone on the staff to bang. You know, like we said to her, if she had to pick a whack packer, who would it be? Yeah. And she said, "Ugh, no one." And then she got off the phone with me, and then she sent me a text like an hour later, like she had been thinking about it, and she said, "I have to say, for me, it's Fred." <laughs> Oh, oh, my God. Fred would be an excellent stepfather to you. I'm telling you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Fred, hey, that's a compliment. There you go, yeah. pal. Well, thank you, Mom. <laughs> I was hoping Mom wanted to fuck me, but it turns out it's Fred. Fred always steals my thunder. Can't right? believe you also, didn't win. I'm still the silver fox, buddy. Nah, yeah. <laughs> she had a very weird thing happen to her. She said that she was looking up a recipe for Passover the other day on the computer and out of nowhere, she, a video of someone getting fucked popped up on her computer <laughs> and she couldn't get it off her screen. So she had to, you know, talk to tech support. Basically, it sounds like I think she was she was watching porn and a pop up yeah. came up and she couldn't <laughs> get it off. And right. she, she swears, no, I was looking, but I've never looked up a recipe for fucking latkes and, yeah, no. you know, it, all of a sudden yeah, I'm with you. Getting, yeah. I'm with so, you. I'm with you. She's I, I think all excited. She was, yeah. She's all whacked out from all these guys wanting her and she's getting all worked up. In five years, I think she, I had, she, as she said, she wants to find someone. <laughs> She's she's ready to <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, there's a possibility of action. It's getting uh-huh. excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's getting. Yeah. You know what she is? She's getting the juices flowing in case. Uh, she, yeah. <laughs> yes, Howard. I've seen the, the juices. Thank you. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, there you all go, right. Sam. Your mom's a big hit, and uh, there you go. I mean, what can I tell you? Uh, also, people liked uh, JD and Blit going to the Russian bathhouse. I played a couple of clips <laughs> of JD and John at the Russian bathhouse. It's always fun to hear JD out of his element with Blit. The bathhouse was no exception. That was funny. Uh, the image of J.D. being flogged with palm leaves is something I need to see for myself. J.D. and John Blit are like your stoner, Abbott and Costello. Where are they going next? And, uh, you know, so on and so forth. Okay, so people like that. And speaking of J.D., J.D. was going to update us on the AVN Awards. We used to be way more into this kind of thing. It's the Academy Awards of Porn. But J.D. does track it. I wanted to give him an opportunity. Do to... they still have some kind of an outlet where these things are shown? Nope. Yeah. Well, they, uh, go they ahead. Usually, they usually show it on Showtime like in August, like an edited uh-huh. version. But uh, it ha- it's 
it is like the first award show of award season. It happens like the first week or so in January. Uh, and they live stream it. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately for me, I'm on the East Coast. They're on the West Coast. Uh, so they start at like, you know, nine o'clock. <laughs> it doesn't start for me. Fucking you want midnight. to know something? I always thought the idea of an AVN award was a good idea. I, you know, because I think people demonize porn. Like we all watch it. We all love it. And, uh, we all, you know, and, and then we like to trash the porn stars who do it. But if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have any porn. So I give them respect. I don't, uh, I don't begrudge them an Academy Award. I just find I'm not interested. I, I want to see porn stars having sex or in sexual situations when they're <laughs> up there accepting awards. And even though a lot of them wear hot outfits and stuff, it's not enough for me. So I, I'm not a viewer of the AVN Awards. And, we know the guy who started the AVN Awards, nice guy, whole thing, never, you know, but but for me, I'm frustrated by it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I want no, to see that. The, the, when, they, when they show the, the clips uh, for the different, you know, when they're doing nominees and they show the different clips from the different movies, it's always an edited version. Like you can't right. see penetration. It's not the or, real sex scene. It, yeah, that's my problem scene. with it. It's I would watch scene. it. Yeah, but 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 it's not graphic enough. It's edited. Yeah, correct. That's what correct. we're saying. Mm -hmm. Yes. Anyway, uh, the AVN Awards were held on Saturday, January seventh, at Resorts World in Las Vegas. And uh, give us the report, JD, if you can, because we don't have uh, much time. <laughs> like every award show, uh, there's an in memoriam. But what they do differently is they start they start with the in memoriam they they start with the low you know the sad moment so they party and stuff afterwards um but it's kind of funny sometimes because you know some of these people they go by their porn names in the in memoriam so it's a little <laughs> funny to hear some of these names so it's not, it's not so moving it's a weird <laughs> concept to start off on a on a low bummer note but i guess i guess they like to get it out of the way as you said all right here's in memoriam Raven Alexis, Penny Archer, Logan Long, Kitten Natividad. Kitten Natividad? Hey, by the way, Raven Alexis, isn't that the girl who rode the Sibian on yeah. our show? Yeah. Oh, you're kidding. She's wow. gone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that, that guy who invented the Sibian was going, come on, Raven. Come on, honey. <laughs> Let it, let it go. Let it go. Give it to me. Let it go. Wow. Angelina, please. <laughs> wow, I can't believe that. Snowy Bear. Oh, wow. Snowy Bear died? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know who that is. Me neither. Didn't really know her. <laughs> so, but, you know, and there's also funny speeches. William F. Fuckley. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, Stephen Hull. Madame Queef, Spooge McCunt, <laughs> because they got some crazy names in porn, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. Emily, uh, Emily Spatajowski, <laughs> <laughs> Sally Shitter, Loose Lips Lucy, <laughs> Greasy Deborah. <laughs> Queef Richards. Man on Manthony Hopkins. Blowboy. Jeffrey Jizzer. Merrill Deep. Cuddly Twat. Connie Clit. 
<laughs> Connie Click gets like a special clip in the memoriam, you know. <laughs> Rachel Felch. <laughs> Gaping Greta. <laughs> Philip Cunt. <laughs> you know. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy Twatlips. I'm running out of names. I, uh, you know, it's hard to think of these on the fly. All right. Anyway, uh, you were saying. Yeah. So some of the speeches are going to be funny. Uh, and they're obviously different from any, uh, other award show. Cherie DeVille, uh, she made Cherie a great Cherie DeVille. <laughs> she did a great speech after winning MILF Performer of the Year. Okay. And the winner is Cherie DeVille. My God, well, I honestly couldn't have done this without you guys, my beautiful stepsons and stepdaughters and all the fantastic young cock and pussy that I get to eat all the time. <laughs> On a serious note, I want to thank my dad for not hugging me enough. <laughs> without him, I wouldn't be here today. What else you got? Well, I, I pulled an example of her award-winning work uh, oh. from this past year. This is from this is from a porn movie called My New Stepmom. All right, Cherry Deville, a AVN award winner. Maybe everything happens for a reason, and I should have been dating my stepson instead of your dad. Nice fucking young cock to do me like I need to be done. So she's a milf. How old is she? In real life. I, you know what? I don't know. Uh, I think she's like in her 30s. Oh. She's like uh, really good at this. She's like uh, the Meryl Streep oh. of incest. You know what I mean? <laughs> How old is she? She's 44 years old. Oh. How's she look? She looks good. She's, uh, she's wow. very attractive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You thought she was in her 30s, so she must be holding up pretty well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh shit. You spread my pussy nice and wide for you. Go all the way in. I like a porn like that where the woman like kind of like starts telling you what she needs. Instructing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, like you'll never meet a woman like that in real life. You'll never <laughs> be in bed with a woman. I've, I've been in bed with a couple of women and you never hear go, spread my pussy, open up my pussy and spread the lips. And, uh, you know, you just never get directions like I'd be, I'd be awesome. I, you know, this, these are male fantasies. I mean, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Put it in my asshole. You know, like she's so carried away. She can't even handle it. Yeah. You never hear talk like this in real life. Teresa. I think that's why Trump fucked Stormy Daniels. I think he wanted to hear all that dirty. He talk. wanted and to then, hear this kind of language. Yeah. But I don't think even Stormy Daniels, you're in bed with her and she's like, okay, asshole, put it in. You know what I mean? She's not like, she's not, yeah, not going to act for you. She, right. the, uh, you know, that's the usual porn star complaint. They want me to be like I am in the movie. Right. Right. I'm the person, <laughs> damn it. Oh my god, you're nice and deep like that. Nice and deep like that. Nice and deep like that. What'd she say? Nice and deep like that. What'd she say? Nice and deep like that. Nice and deep. Oh my god. I no one has ever talked to me dirty like, like I remember when I met Beth, I started like whispering in her ear like some dirty talk and she goes, What are you doing? I go, I'm, I'm sexy talk. He goes, Stop it. Just and then she goes, Shh, shh, start searching me. <laughs> Like she can't get into it. <laughs> I, I I watch these porn and my world gets warped. It's like you know I'm waiting. Like oh lick my asshole counterclockwise. <laughs> I'm like what? <laughs> In real life, it's like 
Why don't you finish up quick? I'm drying out. We <laughs> <laughs> have a TV show to watch. <laughs> Go brush your teeth, you slob. <laughs> Those are your instructions. <laughs> no, quiet down. I was in bed with a girl. I I tried the same, like, dirty. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. And she goes, oh, after what she said to me. Oh, by the way, I thought it was really interesting when you were, like, talking to me in my ear. I kind of liked it, which meant she hated it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm waiting for it. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, spit in my pussy. <laughs> no, instead, it's like, don't come on my sheets. I just washed those. <laughs> Put down a towel. Put down a towel. I was going <laughs> to <Where's> the towel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen to her. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, oh, yes, my... yes. Yeah. Never heard that once. What's that slapping noise? I'll, I'll give you one guess what it is. Yeah, I know. I'm sick of hearing. Did you shower? I smell your ass. <laughs> what else you got there from the porn awards? So the AVNs, they give out a lot of, you know, they give out some awards on stage, but they give out a lot of awards, uh, give out a lot of awards off stage. And right. uh, some of the categories. What are those? Well, they sound <laughs> they're very too ridiculous. boring. <laughs> they're boring. The categories, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> categories sound ridiculous when the winners are announced. All but right. Clever title of the year. I can't believe it's not butter. Best anal movie or limited series. Anal Savages 8. Best blowbang scene. Angela White. Best female mixed age movie or series. Cougarific 2. Best MILF female mixed age series or channel. Filth. There's there's eight anal savage movies. <laughs> That's like a it's like the like the Fast and Furious of porn. I mean, what is that? Eight. Yeah. Wow. It's like we get upset with, you know, Rocky Four. Yeah. Eight. Uh, wow. The Moms. Best international anal sex scene. Vena right. Sky and Vince. A lot of anal conversation. I got to tell you, I don't like when I'm on you porn and I see like an anal scene, I go, eh, I'm not, I'm not, a, I don't want to watch that. I don't, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, but how are you going to get people to keep doing them if there's not the right. possibility of an award at the end? I don't know. Rim job of the year. <laughs> Carter. Vena Sky French Tour de Anal. Best taboo relations movie or limited series. Daddy's favorite three. Best trans one on one sex scene. Jade wow. Venus and Ariel Demure. Jade plus Ariel, sealed with a cum kiss. Wow. <laughs> wow. Mm. Yeah, a lot going on there. What's this uh, best foursome orgy scene? What is that about? So, yeah, there was an award for best foursome orgy scene, and uh, I wanted to see if you could count the names of the winners. <laughs> and Really? Uh, just, a, just a reminder, this is one. this is for one single scene. All these people are in one single scene together. Okay. Best foursome orgy scene. Violet Myers, Vicky Chase, Vic Marie, Vanna Bardo, Nicole Doshi. By the way, the, the, <laughs> the announcer isn't bad. I mean, this guy's got a very professional <laughs> sound. Very good. I mean, I wonder what his career is like. Like, <laughs> like, like he's, you know. Yeah, what is, he leaves the AVNs and goes where? <laughs> what does he do next? You would think, next gig? Exactly, you, you would think they'd have to come to someone like me for that. <laughs> you know, like, I'll be coming up, uh, you know, like, like maybe that's something they would go to me for. 
Like, there shouldn't be anyone ready to do that. Savannah Bond, Anton Hardin, Richard Mann. Canton Hardon? I didn't know he was still in the business. <laughs> Isaiah Maxwell, Jonathan Jordan, Brickzilla, Garland. Less people worked on Avatar 2. Jamie Knox, <laughs> Jay Hefner, John Legendary, Tyrone Love, Stretch, and Zaddy. High Gear, Black Raw, V50. What about Rickzilla? They're still reading names. <laughs> Brick, Brickzilla, Brickzilla. Brickzilla? Brickzilla. Oh, I thought it was, I thought a Brickzilla, a, 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 Brickzilla could not attend tonight's ceremony. He was busy <laughs> fucking Tokyo. He's Brickzilla. <laughs> wow, a lot of penis in that. Uh, oh, yeah. Board. Yeah. I thought this was a foursome scene. There's like well, 25 or 30 uh, people in it. That's why they go foursome slash orgy scene. Oh, I see. <laughs> I thought they, uh, you know. What's give me uh, the, the game real quick, if you don't mind? Because I got a break for Brooke Shields. I want to talk with her. I don't want to. Uh, okay, well, there's got, a game. She's got to leave by nine forty-five. She's got some other promotional event. Yeah, go all ahead. right. There's a there's a game, real or fake porn name. You have to guess which. All right, uh, go ahead. This, I, all right, first up, that rapper destroyed my crapper. Is that real or fake? You mean in terms of a, it's the name a of a porn title? movie? Yes, yeah. yes. What is it again? That rapper destroyed that, my crapper? That rapper destroyed my crapper. Mm, I don't I'm know. I'm going to say real. Yeah. You would be correct. It's like Flip 7. So, Jizz Khalifa, you want my ass. His name's Jizz Khalifa? Jizz Khalifa, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. oh God, fuck! Oh. Wow. That guy Jizz Khalifa? Yeah, I fucked him, but I'm sorry. I can't hold my shit anymore. I have to wear a diaper now. That guy fucked wow. my ass so hard. His big dick. She was wearing a diaper. <laughs> my God. Stay away from Jizz Khalifa. <laughs> Uh, well, by the way, right on I, the phone telling people she wants yeah. to make sure it doesn't happen to someone else. Yeah. By the way, the audience enjoys my honesty. My penis has never given any woman uh, a diarrhea or how to wear a diaper. <laughs> a few women threw up. That was it. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> Next, uh, a movie named after the Top Gun called Top Cum. Top they Cum. They make a I Top be, Cum. I mean, I guess that's real. I don't know. Top, what? Uh, oh, we're still cum. playing a game? <laughs> yeah, well, I think we're involved in a game. What is, is that real or fake? It is fake. It is fake. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, next. Gyno, okay. what you did last summer. Gyno. Gyno, what you gyno, did last like summer. Gynecologist. Gyno. I know, you did I know that's got to be real because our staff wouldn't be witty enough to come up with it. <laughs> right, yeah. That's, yeah real. That's, that's real. That's real. That's real. There's a <laughs> Are you sexually involved with you? What's the premise of this guy? No. So there are, in this scene, there are two step bombs. They've taken their daughter for an exam with the gynecologist. And the female doctor realizes the daughter and the stepmoms are in a sexual relationship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she has to call the police? No, she tells them she'll keep their secret as long as they let her join in. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, uh, what? And then they all have really? sex together. Are you sexually involved with your stepmoms? Okay. Yeah. Of course, you see, girl. Be safe with me. Yeah. Hey, let me join in. Uh, it's some doctor. She should be reported. That poor stepdaughter. Everyone is fucking her. All right, I gotta go. Hey, listen, uh, we're gonna talk to Brooke Shields next. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta switch my brain. Out.
Um, <laughs> thank you. J.D., thank you for the AVN Award report. Excellent job. Um, very, very good. Yes. Hey, <laughs> let me tell you about... from the AVNs, yeah. <laughs> I knew that kid was, was on to something good. I knew I could make something out of J.D. What an excellent correspondent. Good morning, everyone. Brooke Shields, beautiful Brooke Shields, is, of course, with us. Uh, excellent documentary called Pretty Baby is something I recommend you watch. I have seen it. I, on a personal level, I know Brooke, and um, the two-part documentary really uh, documents her life. It was even shocking for me to watch some of the details. It's quite a life, Brooke. Good morning. How good are you? Good morning. Thank you for good having morning. me. It's the first time I've been on your show. It's wonderful. Yes, we're very Hi, happy Robin. to have you here. <laughs> Where's yeah, Fred? Brooke. Is Fred somewhere? <laughs> Fred is hiding. He's, hiding. he's, a, he's, he's nervous around you. He's, he's scared, scared of, of you. Me. I'm very he's, threatening. Yeah, women scare him in general, but... Uh, you know, Brooke, I was watching an old interview you did with David Letterman. This was, mm-hmm. you know, when you were at Princeton, you were you were still a college student and you were on Letterman's show. And you said something like, yeah, um, I'm given an allowance. I was always given an allowance of $10 because all my money was in a trust. So when I got older, I would get my money. And you said in college, you were getting an allowance of like $12 a week or something like that. And I was thinking to myself. Gee, that doesn't jive with the documentary where you say you've been bankrupted. I mean, your mom didn't, all the money you made because the Calvin Klein ad, the Brooke Shields dolls, you, I mean, the merchandising around the name Brooke Shields and your fame, there was no one more famous. (laughs) She saved nothing, right? Your mom? No, what she did was buy real estate. So at a certain point, we had, I mean, seven properties. Montana, oh. Sun Valley, uh, Adirondacks, New York, New Jersey, L.A. We, I mean, we just, every time we'd go to a place, she'd say, wouldn't it be great to have Thanksgiving here? <laughs> and she'd buy a house. And Cause there are, but there are laws, right, Brooke? Like, in other words, a mom can't just invade her daughter's money, you know? So even if she wants to buy property, she's got to run it by you, and you've got to approve it. And I just said yes to everything that she you know, presented to me. And the thing is, we were just buying ourselves a life. You know, we were buying travel and homes and experiences because we had money, you know, but we didn't always have money. And it was, I worked and we got stuff, you know, we got a car. We, you know, it was, it was so sort of transactional and it was like, it was all put into this pot and it really wasn't like the Jackie Coogan law didn't really apply to me because I was from New York. I wasn't a, an, an LA hire. And then right. she would have to specifically get me legally defined as an LA hire so that I would, I would be more protected. The Jackie Coogan law was a, a law enacted and named after Jackie Coogan, who was a child actor, and his parents cleaned him out. He never he was one. He was a huge star as a kid. Yep. And and so it didn't apply to you. And so when do you realize? Oh shit! There's no money. I mean, I've worked my entire youth, and I and I I thought I had millions and millions of dollars. When does it? When does it dawn on you? Mom has gone through all the money. It yeah, sort of right before I met my ex-husband was when I started really, and I wasn't working. So as long as I was working, I kept thinking money was coming in, which it was, right. it just was getting you know, dissipated. But I, I like, you know, in my later years, right before I, I got married, I was looking around, I had no capital. I just had, and I had no work. And it was wow. before Suddenly Susan, it was before Broadway. And 
I was doing sort of shitty commercials in like Japan for, you know, for whatever. And I thought, God, I have to start selling properties. And then he kind of helped me sell one to pay off another to pay off another. And Did that's- it kill you? Were you like, motherfucker? I, I, you know, I always feel bad for anyone who has the responsibility early in life to support a mother. And, and has the, you know, no kid should have that pressure on them to have to support their family. If I never knew anything different. So, you know, my first paycheck was when I was 11 months old. So, um, Amazing. so I didn't know any, that was the way, that was the way my life was set up. So I didn't have resentment. Um, and I didn't want for anything. I mean, right. you know, travel and homes and jewelry, you know, my mom, the thing that, that, that I resented and had a problem with is that I found myself at a certain age and money wise, I was always going to find a way to make money. Like I was going to figure it out. We'd you know, liquidate and then start over. I didn't have that resentment. I had a resentment about my career because she didn't set it up with any, um, uh, real value from a talent standpoint. So I found myself in this position feeling kind of like a joke. Yeah, it's awful when your mother manages you. And I know you struggle with this, but I, I mean, we've talked about had, this. We've talked, yeah, about we've talked mothers. about it a lot. Oh, yeah. it drives me, it drives me crazy because your mom is the, the one person in the world who's supposed to protect you. And your mom didn't. And, you know, but you were the did, hottest though, in commodity. A, in a weird way, though, Howard, what she did was she, on the one hand, no, because she put me forth so sort of blatantly, but she never didn't love me and I never questioned her love. Like I have a stepsister who um, traveled with me everywhere and she thought her mother let her go because with me because she didn't care about her and she doesn't really love her. And she's grown up with this sort of feeling that deep down her mother doesn't really, really love her. And that's the thing that I'll never not be happy about and thankful for. She was broken and and flawed and boy she needed a lot of love and support but i was i was i was loved it's weird you know i mean it's it's a strange thing you know i relate to you on this i think the hardest thing to do and i know you've been in therapy a long time and so have i Mm -hmm. the hardest thing to do is to see your parent as a villain you just can't accept it. You can't see them as the bad person in your life. It's hard. But when you see and them as broken, it it helps with right. the, the it helps with the assessment. And right. and you know if she was evil and did it intentionally to scar me, then you'd go, okay, she's a rotten human being. But she legitimately thought she was doing the right thing. Isn't it amazing? Your mother looked at you, and when you were first practically born like out of like like fresh on the planet and said this kid this kid's a star and and like not in a delusional way she looked at your face and went this is maybe they she compared you to a work of art that the world should enjoy you're like holy fuck this woman was able to look at you and assess your monetary worth because of your insane beauty like she knew she slept with me strapped to her chest because she was so afraid i was going to die i found out later she had a child who died um within the first 48 hours or 24 hours or something and you know that fear of being 
abandoned yet again was, and there was this sort of visceral, it, it immediately became enmeshed, <laughs> you know, immediately. And but you know what, the, but you I know what doesn't jive for me? Here's the what? woman who was so protective of you and wanted you to be alive that she slept with you on, you know, you're, you're on her chest strapped to her. And, and I, the, the documentary so crazy because it points out at 11, you go to do Pretty Baby, which is infamous. You know, we'll debate forever whether that was like kitty porn or whatever. You're making out with a 40 year old Keith Carradine in the movie. 28. <laughs> tw- tw- oh, is he 28? Yeah. OK, so so what? And your mom doesn't go to the set that day. To supervise and make sure you're okay. It's crazy, isn't it? She handed me over to this auteur. You know, it was yeah. it was like, oh, he's he's French, he's European. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, it's not Kitty Porn. He's French. It's yeah. uh, it's an art film. It's crazy. It got, it got in the way with her her drinking hours. <laughs> exactly. Here's the weird thing for me, and this is something I I, I learned about. So when you were in college, this is how crazy it is around you as a, as this beautiful woman who, as your mother says, is a piece of artwork that you go to college. And I know a guy who had a friend that I guess used to write to you in college. Okay. They they should have gotten this guy for the documentary. And he was so (laughs) obsessed with you that he would send you letters and then he would get back a form letter that said, basically... Um, hi, this is Brooke Shields. Thank you for writing me. I'm not available to date you right now. It was a form letter. You were so in demand from guys and guys were fantasizing about you and wanting you. This guy had a glove compartment full of letters from you. That was the same form letter. I can't date you now. I'm in college. I'm not able to. That was a thing, right? My, I mean, my mom had to hire somebody to work in our office to read the fan mail, and she would like separate the nuts. You know, the, there's prison, then there were crazies, like you know, they were stalkers, and then there were sweet kids, and then there were the the guys that wanted to date me. And she, you know, she hired someone to sort of read them all and put them in categories, and then we had to try to respond accordingly. She just was under. She believed that you can't. Um, ignore them. Every single one of those people, they're, they're a fan. They're a fan of yours and they're one person. And to you, they are your biggest fan. So you have to honor that, you know, and it was a huge pressure. Oh my God. I can't think of the pressure on you. Did you ever have like a, a like an, an inordinate fear of anything happening to your face? Like when you're the most photographed, you're doing Calvin Klein ads, you're in Pretty Baby, you're in Blue Lagoon, your face launches camp ad campaigns, Calvin Klein jeans go up 300% in sales just from you trying them on. Would you, what, what kind of paranoia did you have about your own face? It, it, were you a scared, like would you just want to hide? I didn't look at myself in the mirror. I mean, I literally would not look at myself. And why? Because it felt arrogant. It felt weird. I knew I wasn't going to see myself the way other people saw me. So I would just be disappointed. And I was afraid to think that I wasn't enough or feel that I wasn't good enough. You know, so if I looked at myself, I'd see my fat face or a double chin or I, I would pick myself apart. Um, and, and in a way, I used to try to do really crazy, funny faces to sort of counter, to, to counteract 
austerity and beauty um, because it just it makes you an alien to, to yourself. Prove, <laughs> in other words, you would make funny faces in order to say to the rest of the world, I'm like you, I, you know, I can I'm not I'm not this perfect. It, it's such a weird trip you were on. Well, it's just you're just so alienated from the rest of, of humanity. <laughs> you know, you're on this like you're in this just sort of on this pedestal. And it it always just seemed unmerited. It didn't seem merited to me because it didn't wasn't attached to anything I did. You know, it had nothing to do with my brain. It had nothing to do with my talent. And so it was just, you know, it was vapid to me. Yeah, but did you, were you so powerful around men that like, like, was it creepy when you were a kid and men, they're not looking at you like, oh, what a nice looking little girl. They're looking at you like, I want to fuck this girl. You know what, you know? though? It, it, I, I was so detached. Wow. I mean, really, really detached. It's like arrested development, but just on another level. When did you start realizing guys looked at you? In a sexual way, uh, frighteningly so. Almost not until my twenties. Oh, really? Twenties, yeah. Because it was, it didn't. It, I none of it was my real life, and I was a virgin until I was twenty-two. Like I was so cut off, and it just was easier. I mean, it was slightly psych. It was psychosis in a way, you know, right. it was this, it was, um, a different personality, you know, and I, I, I separated those personalities and it, you know, I'd put on that hat, go do the thing. And then I'd go and do homework. I would do things like homework and be really OCD and just organized and neat. And I had a file of facts and I did all these things that were sort of obsessive compulsive so that I didn't have to be in touch with my sexuality. What was your relationship with, like, with other girls your age? Did, did they hate you? Were they like, fuck you? You, you know, like, did, were they jealous of your beauty? And that's something why I would start making funny faces or, you know, because I'd want to be like, I just want them to like me and not hate me for my beauty. They didn't have to hate me because I beat them to the punch. You know, I, right. I threw myself in. I was a cheerleader in high school. I also, I never went to professional children's schools. So it's like, I never lived in Hollywood. I went to regular grade schools, regular high schools. And yeah, the initial day was always hard, but then they'd see Why me was it hard? Why was the initial day they hard? Were, they would leave me alone. They'd leave me alone right. so much that I would be left alone and like have to sit with the teachers, which was, you know, did not make me popular. But then I tried out for the cheerleading. I made the cheerleading team. I, I just, I studied. I, I, I was a clown. I made fun of myself. I made myself smaller. I was self-deprecating. I took self-deprecation to like a whole new level. And I, I, I just, I made myself not smaller, but in a way smaller just to be not a threat and to be, if they couldn't relate to me. I mean, I remember in high school, I, uh, I, my mom said, okay, we can have this party at Wednesdays, which was this club where you could roller skate. And she said, I'm going to invite your whole class. And I invited my whole class and they saw how much work I had to do, like the press and interviews and stuff while they were able to have a good time. And after I gave them that, I was, they didn't, 
it wasn't like I was providing just entertainment, but they saw what a burden a lot of what I had to do was. And they were, and that sort of just opened it up for me. And I had to do the same thing in college. Just give them did your, time. Did your mother try to keep kids away from you to get too close because she's afraid that you would be influenced by them or other parents? Did she kind of create a cult-like kind of world? The antithesis. She made really? them come with me. Like, Scavulo photographed all my friends from high school. Every time I was, you know, the studio or something would send us tickets, they'd say, okay, you have two tickets. She'd say, we need three. She wow. needs a friend with her. She needs her sister with her. She needs, you know, and she would introduce my stepsister as her daughter. And they'd be like, oh, I see the resemblance. We could not look further from each other. But, you know, she always said, this kid is going to need to have a kid her age next to her so she can, so they can make fun of you guys. See, adults this is why I feel your mother is so confusing. Oh, yeah. Like, like she... She'd be so protective that way and open to you, you know, meeting people and, and, and thinking of your feelings. But then she'd set you up to go take nude photographs in a bathtub with with some guy when you're, what, 10 years old or something? Nine. Nine. <laughs> nine years old. And the, by the way, that burned my ass in this documentary. Which uh. I want people to watch it. You went, you went and sued. The guy who took these pictures and said, please do not release pictures of me nude at nine years old. And when you say nude pictures, you were sexualized. They put the makeup on you, the whole thing. They made you look like an adult. And you said to the court, please do not allow this guy to release these pictures. It's kiddie porn, basically. And, and it was said, he waited till I was famous to do it, too, which was just gross. Was but famous. you know, nowadays, the norm is different. You, if you went to court now, they would say this is kiddie porn. There's no way this guy's allowed to release it. I believe that would have happened if it was nowadays. But back then, they were like, fuck you, Brookfields. Yeah, I lost. We're putting out a whole book. Yeah. You naked. I, and I, you didn't get paid a dime. And and the the prosecuting attorney, who was just such a prick, you know, was like making lewd gestures to me. And, and nobody was seeing it. And... It was so surreal. And what do you mean, lewd gestures? Like he would lick his lips and look at me and say things like, "You were thinking of fornication, weren't you?" And I was like, uh, "I thought it was fornification, but no." <laughs> I was like, "This." <laughs> I was so naive, but I no. At nine years old, we were doing a, you know, it was like it was me, Yasmin Bleeth, Felice Schachter, all little uh, models at the time, and we were doing like dress up we were a little kid in one picture and then we were a, a, an adult in the other so you know a birthday cake and then champagne naked and i got the bathtub <laughs> i got the bathroom bathtub assignment but i wasn't i walked around nude as a nine-year-old i wasn't i didn't have budding sexuality i didn't have i wasn't but when you're 15 and you're in high school and then to bring those out it was embarrassing and that's the crazy thing with your mom that I can't figure out. There are times, that's why I think when you're in therapy, you're sitting struggling with her. It's like, well, how do I look at this childhood of mine? I have on the one hand a mom who says, I love you so much. I want to make sure other children are hanging out with you and, and that you don't feel like a freak or you're weird. And then, hey, let's go to this shoot. And the guy goes, let me photograph her naked and says, okay. You know, it's like. You know, crazy. Her, she had this like crazy justification for things like, you know, she she would 
she believed that as long as she was in my personal life, keeping me safe and, 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 and virginal and pure and all that, that she was sparing me. You know, she just, she believed her own, you know, the, the, the scene where she's teaching me how to swim. Yeah. She doesn't know how to swim. She died not knowing how to swim. And I, I saw that and I was like, holy hell. She's, I believed she could walk on water, let alone, you know, swim. And I'm looking at that thinking, the woman never learned how to swim. But boy, she taught me how to swim. (laughs) And it was just, that's the way she lived her life. You know, when she had dementia later on, she would, she was cooking soup on the, open burner with a in the ceramic bowl and my mm. husband said hey terry you might not want to do it. it's kind of like dangerous she was like ah fuck the middleman like, <laughs> <laughs> she was like that she was in her own world she why did a- you say you didn't get to say goodbye to your mother were you guys estranged at that point no, because she was um t- she was in dementia so you know when it's when dementia starts uh, it in any form Alzheimer's is very different than what my mom had. My mom was really alcohol induced and, and stroke, uh, as a result. And, but she disappeared qu- quite quickly to me, you know? Oh, and so you, so never you didn't had... have a, a moment where you, where you kind of, ha- where she was coherent and you could say, I, you know, I love you. I miss I, you or whatever. I love you. And I, you know, I, I've, I, I wanted, you know, she started dying, I think, when I like left her. You know, when I, you know, she, she would say she divorced me and, you know, she just, she never intended to not be enmeshed with me, you know? And so to look at her and then when you, it's nothing like it's in the movies, like it's, you know, I, I don't know. And I'm sorry, I texted you about your father, but I I don't know if, if you were there, but you knew I wanted to be there because I wasn't able to be there for my father because, um, I was pregnant and he died three weeks before Rowan, my first daughter was born. And so I was not in the room. I, I was not able, I, I missed the whole thing. And my sisters were like, Oh, it was beautiful. And they were singing and the wind came in and I was like, Oh, aren't you guys lucky? You know, and then I'm sitting with my mother and she's gasping and her teeth are clamping shut. And, and it was just so horrific to look at and like that's the way she left yeah the world i'm telling you yeah but i'm telling you you think you missed a moment with your mother i remember no. going into the hospital the, the hospice to see yeah. my father and he's laying there and i'm like everyone says well why don't you go say a few words to your father i'm like say a few what am i gonna say so i'm like hey dad uh hard <laughs> to see you go it was like it was it wasn't the moment that you think and you don't get it you don't you don't get it it's not like in the movies you know it's not i love you too or i'm sorry or and then (sighs) and then the life leaves them it's just there's nothing pretty about it and i had room i also romanticized so much about everything just to it was like a defense mechanism so it was uh it was a less than ideal moment but i'm not sure dying is ever ideal <laughs> so when you finally got it like when you finally sort of divorced your mother and asserted your independence it feels good i guess but it also feels bad because you have to like really separate from her and if she doesn't like a parent should be proud oh wow brooks on her own she's feeling good she feels like she can go off on her own but 
I don't know. Your guilt. mom. I mean, you have a lot yeah, of. She's guilty. Yeah, you guilt, have guilt. Guilt. And, and fear and sadness because you know, you know, you know, she could play the martyr and say, you see, everybody leaves me, you know. And right. she was sort of raging and couldn't believe I left her in such a violent way. And, um, and I, I had tried doing it systematic desensitization, but it wasn't going to work with her. Nothing was ever not extreme with her. And then she said to Lisa, my best, friend from high school she said she's like brooke you're not gonna believe it. she said your mom looked at me and said but that took balls <laughs> oh so she was proud maybe she was you know I, she saw the fighter in me and although she was angry i think she was like all right she's she's not a wimp the kid you know and i think she she had to give me props because it was really a ballsy thing i i gutted the her office i took everything overnight um and you know it was it was a a very difficult thing for her to witness happening (laughs) did she yell at you did she like no she just disappeared she just went into a bender how many years did you uh, go without talking to her oh no just a couple of months i didn't couple of months yeah i've never not i she no, I, I didn't. I, that wasn't the goal. The goal was just to assert myself and separate so that I could start finding out who I really was on my own. And the irony was I was then I was getting married, you know, and that was to Andre Agassi. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and that was just another, you know, I I wanted her at the wedding. I wanted her blessing and all that. So, right. Uh, yeah. You could probably write a whole nother book on just guys. <laughs> who hit on you like i mean you probably haven't yeah, told all you probably haven't told all this like no. I, I think you're brutally honest in the um in the uh, documentary and everything but the amount of men hitting on you maybe women too it's an avalanche right i mean but guys you know coming the, at you. the funny thing is though it's like when i look back like the joke is it was like um John Travolta, Michael Jackson, George Michael. Like, I, I you know, those are the ones I supposedly and kind of <laughs> had relationships with because, of, you know, I was so happy that they protected. Sure, what do you think they all had in common? Oh, they I protected mean, uh... my virginity. They respected my virginity, Howard. <laughs> yeah, what kind of guy is that? <laughs> was men, though, you know, while you were naive, I imagine when it comes out that you were a virgin, Everybody is lining up trying to take Brooke Shields virginity. It's like, uh, or not though, or like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to be that. I don't want to, but that to be saddled with that. Like, I mean, there's the other side of it too, which was like, I became even more on a pedestal. You know, right. I was, I, does it become a thing? In other words, you're like, well, wait, I just can't give up this sacred virginity because now it's a thing. The world yeah. knows you wrote that book where you said, I'm a virgin yeah. and everyone knows you're a virgin. And then you're like, well, Gee, I just can't give this up to any guy. No. And then, and the, the sad part about that is that when I was in love and really in the, like, I have two daughters now. I pray to God. I mean, I know what my husband's listening, so I better be careful, but, um, right. But, you know, I, I, you pray for that for your daughter. Like, absolute right. beautiful love the rom the rom the romeo and juliet love minus the death and and, and you know it's how like did it, but how did it come out that dean kane was the guy that 
uh, broke they did that that that, that <laughs> broke the news but broke your hymen <laughs> no broke the news <laughs> about did he did he write that or did you write that i who, i who spilled the beans i did because i was so madly right. in love with him and then you know and Wait, it, what, what were the circumstances that you went public and said was it years later oh, or years, was it when years, I, years 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 later years so later who asked you and like how did that come about carnation of him the old incarnation of him uh what do you mean, new incarnation, he old did, incarnation? He wasn't as... He did Superman. He, yeah, Is that but I mean, you when mean? he was in college, no. he was just college. He's not the far... Right. He's not <laughs> Superman yet. No, right. no, he's, he's not no. In, in support of certain things that, you know... His politics... Oh, oh you mean politics. he's Trumpy. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Thank we you, see, Robin. I appreciate <laughs> your support on this. By, by the way, speaking sweaty. of men, <laughs> since he's in the news, of course, everywhere, Trump wanted to date Brooke Shields. Yeah, because oh, he said boy. the people will love it. I was like, yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a weird thought process? It's like people will love. What did he say? That you're uh, America's, America's sweetheart. sweetheart. I'm the world's and, richest man. Where did he meet you? Did that he said that? I want to get back to Dean Kane, well, but where did I met yeah. him many times at um, the they the Trump had? Uh, there was a charity where you cooked a, something, and right. I I don't know. I made like spring rolls with something and uh i won a couple of times for like soup and whatever it was a, ch a charity that they held at um at one of his facilities you know his right. hotels and uh and so i just knew him and i knew ivana and you know they were just always you know lovely to me and then he after marla maples they broke up he found me i was on the set in like kansas somewhere doing some shitty movie and and <laughs> I, yeah i mean that was where my career was and and he's like you know it's good for your career right now and and uh, <laughs> like I, a business trend oh yeah because like, i really think I, I really thought this out and i think it uh makes a lot of sense <laughs> i was like isn't oh. that a weird proposal like it's like a business transaction like like <laughs> if a guy is into a girl you you kind of hang out with her and you're like hey i just think you're cool and it's not it's like no, let me lay it on the line. Your your career needs a boost. I'm a billionaire. You're, it's like it's like wow. And how do you respond? Like it's an awkward thing. Do you go, gee, Donald? Uh, nah, let's just be friends. Or what do you well, do? Well, first of all, you know it, the proposal part of it. You kind of have to scramble to think of how you're going to get out of it. And then when he said <laughs> the people will love it, I was like the people. The that's people. The people. And what I was people? Like, These are your people. And you know, and you're kind of like, oh, that's weird. And I said, Well, I, I I so appreciate this. I really do. I, I gotta say that, you know, thank you for your interest. <laughs> and I said, But I have a boyfriend and I just don't think it would go over very well. By the way, which was a lie, because right. I didn't have a boyfriend at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's interesting. Like, like and then he's just like, Well, okay, okay. I'll go I'll go uh, offer somebody else my he kind my, of like my, you made you're making a mistake. It was the tone, yeah. like yeah. you know what you you, blah, you shouldn't you should have known better. Uh, you just a fucked mistake. up everything. Just yep. you just had missed opportunity. It could have been the <laughs> biggest thing if you just slept with them. Just, yeah, they could have just <laughs> left with the. the did you get a ton of that? Did you did you get so much of that that like when you review your life in your mind, do you sit there and go, if I told everyone, like I've I've read Liam Neeson, you dated this one. Okay, there's there's some people that have come to the surface. But is there an incredible list of stories of men who just couldn't control themselves around you? I mean, I, They're like you know. princes, like Saudi Arabian princes and stuff, which, which, you know, there was one point when 
yeah, it was just Jordan and, and princes and then the, you know, Monaco, the, the royal family. And, you know, they were always trying to marry me off to like a prince and, you know, John John. And, and it was like, it just made sense. You know, America's sweetheart has to be, we, we, what about John John? Uh, you and John Kennedy would have been perfect. Now. I was so. <laughs> I was so madly in love with him since the time I was like three. My mom, every my woman, aunt, every so, woman. Oh my, I mean, was the boy who's beautiful, you know, beautiful. I mean, yeah. God, and you know, my mom would say, "That's the boy you're going to marry. That's the boy you're going to marry." When I was like three, I was in PJ Clark's, and mom Jackie O was sitting with Onassis, and and she had this little seat, and they had a high, they have a high chair for me at at pj clark's because when i was baptized i was brought there and it's this long history and um and i taught jackie o how to hold sugar cubes in a stack <laughs> that's when they had those little sugar cubes that were wrapped in little little squares and i went over and i said i'm gonna marry john john and she was like oh sweetheart and she just she just looked at me like you know you know your crazy did mother you ever, put you this did you ever as you were older meet john john i did, did. You, you did where I, did the meeting occur um aspen we i was aspen. there for a wedding and how we, old were you at that point i was t- mm, nine twenty nineteen twenty one or right. so and i mean i could whose wedding was see it? straight um don wildman whoa i can't even he was a, a triathlete guy like this really intense workout guy in la yeah. and i was working for his company um and in and one of my other comeback attempts <laughs> to, i did something for health clubs um when you saw him, were you like, there's my fantasy, I, there I, he is, and I'm Brooke Shields, and men don't say no to me. I, no, I, I, it was not that, I wish I was that confident. I right. really wish I was that confident. Instead, I was like, sure, I'll, I'll ski down a, those moguls and a black diamond, and never skied before in my life. Had to get, right. had to get ski lifted out because I, I went into couldn't the trees and I, the I couldn't get up, I couldn't get off the mountain and he didn't right. help me. So, but I was like, it's okay. He can't help me. He's, he's John John. I was like, were you, were you so, so in other words, you were kind of there. It would have been a moment where the two of you could have hit it off. Well, I, uh, so I, we, we did, we went out. I was oh. invited with the family. Um, he kept saying I looked, like his mother, which was really interesting and a compliment, <laughs> but it was also that. like, I don't know how to feel about this. And then we did have a real date and I wouldn't sleep with him. Um, be- because I just, I kind of loved him too much. I didn't, I was like, no, this can't so be. You meet at the ski I wanted resort. to be his girlfriend. <laughs> I, I find this fascinating, Brooke, because I guess my impression is that you could have had any man you wanted. Because I can't imagine that any man ever turned you down. Um, I not never only asked, were you smart, though. I didn't ask. I didn't. I didn't. But wait a second, John. John, there John, he is. John. John was different. <laughs> okay, so John. John is on the. You're at the wedding. He says, "Let's go out on a date." You go out on a date. Where does John? Where can he take you? You're two of the most famous people in the world. Well, first we go out to uh, this bar pub with the rest of his family. And so, um, and Teddy was a friend of mine, uh, sweet, sweet, young, young, um, young Teddy. And, uh, and like everybody's just 
drinking at the bar and there's bar fights and drinking and and he's like you want to get out of here and i was like uh yeah i do want to yeah. get out of here John Kennedy. <laughs> yes. Yes. and i was did he take you in his car to um, uh we had to take cabs around everywhere because it, he didn't have a car there and we went back to this like chalet hotel that he was in um like nick he like kissed me and it was like the best kiss i've ever had in my life and i was like it was it was not disappointing Oh, beyond not disappointing. Just, he's just, the, the lips are beautiful and the face is amazing and the body and the person and he's just, and he was down to earth and funny right. and irreverent and like, I had met him once before, um, touring colleges. He took me on a tour and, um, and then said, took me you to on a tour of Brown, didn't yes, he? Yes. Yes. I have a friend who remembers that because he knew he was telling me that. Oh, and they named a sandwich after me and him and it, it was like and he wrote me this note that said you know i i, I hear that that uh, that ivy league that other ivy league got you and it's our Instant. loss and it was really yeah. sort of sweet so we were just friends like that and it wasn't until aspen that sort of my dream came true and then it was so precious to me that i, I mean you're in the room with him you kiss him it's the best kiss of your life i i i <laughs> i I froze though because you know what I think I was actually still a virgin. I, th I think I was. Wow. No, 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 no. That can't be. No, it had to be like twenty four. I, I, I messed right. my years up. I get dates. You never want me testifying right. for you. Me too. My, my dates are always all off, but um, I get lyrics wrong and songs and dates wrong. But um, <laughs> me too. <laughs> oh God. Um, but I thought it was so precious to me. And I was like, oh, my God, you're falling in love. And if you sleep with him, he may not talk to you again. And you can't handle that. Right. You were you were smart. You did the kiss. And then he probably wanted to go right oh, to the yeah. sack. Absolutely. He's like, come on, let's go. And uh, you're like, no, 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 we're moving a little fast. Yeah. And I thought I wasn't playing a game. I really was just I was so afraid of being really hurt because if I slept with him, I would have given him my entire universe, my heart, my everything. And thank God you didn't, because although it would be one hell of a story, you're right. Uh, you would. But, but so so he never called you after that again. Um, he never said. Well, he. I had to get a cab home. <laughs> which, kid, now, which was a little less terrible. than chivalrous. In my he should opinion. have. He, he should have gotten in a car and made sure you got home. Already. Yeah, he didn't have to though. He had women falling at his feet, and he didn't have to do anything for it. You know, so I saw him on the next the next day on the slope, and he didn't look at me, and he didn't talk to me. And on the one hand, I was like. Shit. And the other hand, I was like, oh, thank God. Thank God, because right. he still might not have talked to you, even if you had, and you would have given something that he wouldn't have under, like, cared about. And, you know, and he, and he showed his two colors in that. And yes, then he did. we got stranded. We were all supposed to leave. We got snowed in and he had to stay in my, the house my mom was renting. So then it was my mom and, John, John, and me in this, <laughs> in this chalet. And, and it was just like, this was surreal. And were it, you dread? Did he finally talk to you and no. say, no, he's angry at you because you didn't give him 
the prize. What everybody he was gives never him. rejected, right. Howard. He, he, no, he yeah, was well, never. Well, that's right. That's right. You I believe were the it was woman. difficult to do. <laughs> I, I bet. I, I would have slept with him. I met him a couple of times. I was thinking about, well, maybe I could go for this guy. He seems kind of hot. But you're right. You know what it is when he is, he, look, he was entitled. He was one of the best looking guys. He's a Kennedy. And he's like, well, what do you mean? And you, oh, it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think I knew enough about myself by then. You know, again, I'd been doing work on myself to say, you won't be able to handle this, Brooke. You're Can already you in too far. You are so together. The fact that you didn't, that you were had your wherewithal to know to protect yourself. Because, yeah. you know, based on what happened to you in life, you were victimized a lot and you were yeah. sexualized and you were, and yet you were able to sort of keep your head about you. I, and, and wow. I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, part of it is, having to take care of my mom part of it is also in with regards to the outside world meaning like the press or you know public opinion and and thank god there was no social media but i was never protected by the people that you no. would think would would look after somebody adults betrayed you there is no doubt and that's what i got from the documentary that's the big story mm -hmm. you did not have a soul in this planet your father your mother really truly looking out for your well-being and that's a mind fuck not in its entirety i was there were um i know encapsulated the, 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 moments but that was it understood but you know and i know yeah. deep down inside it oh. is a mind fuck. Like, you know, here I was, this, okay, gorgeous <laughs> little girl. But not just gorgeous physically, but I was somebody good. Mm. I was a well-behaved child. I was polite. And you couldn't love me for me? You know, it was all transactional. You got to make a doll after me and make money on me and... Where the fuck is my father in this? And why didn't he step in? I mean, there's a lot of questions. And well, and, and he thought he was doing the right thing by completely not acknowledging that I even made movies. It was it was like I none of it existed. It did not exist in his world. So there was that was his way of protecting me. I, but I'm angry with him for that. He should have said, <laughs> yeah, my daughter makes movies. These movies are sexualizing my daughter, and I'm going to step in, and I'm going to go to Terry and tell her to fuck off, and 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 I'm her father. That's I mean, where you weren't protected. That's where I went, you know. And also, I'm sure he was scared of my mom, like, you know, yeah, well, she, she, she was a lot to handle. Well, she also said to him, you know, when they when well after she divorced him without telling him, <laughs> which was <laughs> such a Terry move. Um, right. She she was like, I don't want any alimony from you, but I want you to educate this kid so there was something in that was his purpose was to pay for my schooling you know that was yeah. that was her her way of but also you know i just the, the the weird thing is when you see those old interviews is this little baby girl realizing nobody wants her opinion but she has to s stick up for her mom and it's like, yeah. it's just... Oh, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to watch. And all the video but. of that is heartbreaking, doing it on TV and defending your mom. I mean, the documentary, I, I really... Th this thing is on uh, Hulu. It's mm -hmm. a, a two-part documentary called Pretty Baby. It's pretty fascinating is what it is. And, and, and getting back, you know, and the other smart thing is, and I don't think there's five people you could name in show business 
who would go to school at the height of their career and say, I'm going to Princeton. I mean, what a move. I mean, to have the sense when you're involved in Hollywood and all that excitement, I would go to Princeton. And I can't even imagine how weird that is. You're in a dormitory and your roommates and Brooke Shields walks in. Oh, and and they they paired me with, I mean, you know, with all respect, but like they paired me with like three pre med students. Like <laughs> one of them didn't even bring sheets, and wow. and they just brought like a caftan or some or a, I don't know what like a whatever those blankets. Just threw it on the bed. <laughs> that was it. And, just, and then another one was leaving peanut butter, sweetie, peanut butter M and M's, and then. And the peanut M&M's and she'd smear peanut butter on top of it and then just leave the knife on the refrigerator that I bought. Um, and I was like, this is surreal. These well, people you had are not to be, human. <laughs> yeah, well, you had to be like, Jesus Christ, I, I work on movie sets. I was in Blue Lagoon. <laughs> I, I mean, I well, mean, what was weird was they were starting to because, you know, we had these communal, not communal showers, but you'd have a, a room that had all the showers in it. And and, you know, you used to have to scream flushing when you flush the right. toilet because the scalding hot water would come in. And, you know, people were bribing, trying to bribe students to sneak pictures of me in the shower. Uh, That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. And you had to be. Did you did you have security with you when you went? You did. did. They looked like students. So you didn't really know that they were around and they had an apartment. And and because, you know, the the campus is all accessible. You know, you you could find me. I'd be Um, afraid that someone would want to either kidnap you or mm -hmm. stalk you or or something like that. It had to be nuts. And there were pictures of me from like the in in a grate like down below that they had gotten into some basement and sort of took these pictures um i was i was i don't know i met met a guy or something like that and he was helping me with something and that was like oh she's dating in college and and then the students started really protecting me it was like this that's nice circle of Hey, 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 see that guy over there? I don't, he didn't go to school here. What's, what's the deal? Do you want me to just, so when, uh, let me walk you to school? Like, so Brooke, when you started dating Dean, yeah. uh, Dean Kane, you must have been paranoid. Hey, I don't know if this guy really loves me or cares about me. How do I know that he's not one of these dudes who's going to no. sit there and release to the press that he's, you know, that he took Brooke Shields virginity? Well, first of all, you know, that wasn't like, you know, like didn't, he had like, that wasn't him. He was always, we, had such a lovely, beautiful, like, courtship. And, I mean, the guy was the most patient human being on the planet. And I don't know how the hell he Why? did Why? Because you were like, hey, I have feelings for you, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I should uh, do this. I yeah. mean, you were honest with him. Yeah. I mean, I was, yeah, I mean, it was honest. And I was like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And it's just... And Worst just, case of blue balls in history, yes. I would think. <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm I can't sure. imagine I'd if apologize. I was a college student and Brooke Shields was into me and uh, we were making out and we're doing some stuff and then you put the, I'm like, oh God, I'm going to, I'm going to go nuts here. I know. No, no pun intended. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, it, you know, he, he was in love. We were, it was, I mean, he was very patient and very sweet. And why did it break up, Brooke? Um, we broke up once because I, I had really only ever been with him in, in every way. And I just thought, God, I can't, this, I, I like, I can't get married. I, right. you know, and so I better branch out. Then, um, we got back wow, together. Wow. Isn't that weird? Isn't that a weird thing? Yeah. Like, like, 
Oh, I, I can't be to with sow him. My I... oats. Yeah. <laughs> Which I did not sow. Um, <laughs> was he heartbroken? Uh, very angry and very hurt. Um, uh. And then we got back together again for another year. And then I just sort of grew. I was growing away from the older me. You know, I was really right. separating from my mom and really needing to separate from him because he was of a different era in, in my psyche, you know, and yeah. I needed, I needed, um, to be challenged differently to. And you felt cool talking about it and mentioning his name, but that's my point. There's probably so many stories of guys and life and weirdos and people. I can't imagine the chaos that was going on around you. Well, and like, and the, I sort of shut myself down from it. Like I sort of mm. didn't acknowledge it. And, and it's interesting. The choices that I did make were kind of these weird sort of rebellious choices to try to just shake it up a little bit. And, and they were, they were no longer the George, the, the John Kennedys. Do you know what I mean? They right. were. They, so it was interesting. When I look back, I think, wow, that was an interesting, what were you looking for there? Oh man, they're telling me I got to wrap up. You got to oh. go somewhere. Where are you going? I, you know what? I'm so so. I hate this because I didn't. I didn't want to have to leave. I've got to go do the Today Show. <laughs> oh, the Today Show is so boring. I mean, I uh, the, the, those those yentas are going to drive you crazy. Yeah, it was yeah. so man. We got to get into so much because well. <laughs> the documentary was so awesome. I loved it. I mean, there were there were there were things in there that you know, geez. I, I, I mean, I have so many questions, you know, and, and of course, the, the sexual assault that you reveal in the uh, documentary was very painful. And I understand why you didn't give the name of the person who sexually assaulted you, mm -hmm. because I know so many women who have been sexually assaulted and they tell me the same thing. I never gave away the guy's name. And I always as a man go. You should give away his name because yeah. he's going to do this to other women. How could you not? Mm -hmm. But that's insensitive because there's also a fear or something. Like well, it, first of all, you you very rarely will be believed, even in today's right. society, especially then. Um, what ensues after that um, is legally it's very difficult publicly difficult financially difficult yeah it's it's you rake you're raked over and then the victim shaming starts happening and i was in a place in my career where i couldn't afford it you know i was very very insecure and and sort of desperate and would you lay awake at night though and go oh is he is he doing this to someone else right now no, like that would be the mind fuck. I think no. You know what? Because I learned at a very very early age that I am not. I don't have to be responsible for everybody else. You know that that right. their journey is their journey, and and it, you know it wasn't an option to call somebody out back in the day. You know, right. and I mean, I I thought I might get a job. You know, so it was like that sort of desperate kind of weak place to come from, but also, um. He, he would have gotten so much attention. Were you, were you considering in the documentary of actually naming him? 
Were you going to? I, I wasn't even considering in the beginning talking about it because right. it felt a little late and it felt, I was like, am I just jumping on a bandwagon here? Why now? Right. Why? And, and truth be told, I wasn't able to speak about it until recently. You know, I'm in a different place in my career and my life. And, and so there's, I'm coming from a place of security. So that was that I did not ever, I was never going to mention his name. He doesn't right. deserve it. Um, you know, he knows who he is. I wrote him a letter. I, I've seen him since then. You have? Uh-huh. Do you, what, 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 like, do you go into a weird space? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh. such a weird space that my older daughter walked away once and said, what the hell was that, mom? And I was like, not the time, not the place. And did then you tell, did you tell her that's the guy who, I, who uh, raped me? She guessed it. She did. She wow. guessed it. Wow. And, and that was shocking to me because I thought, oh, God, okay, here we go. You're a mother, you're a mother. Think of, think about, think from the point of view of a mother first. And then I was able to sort of sit with her and, and describe it, you know, tell, tell her, um, to the, you know, to the, she was able to handle it. Um, wow. my younger one was not privy and found out about all of it by watching the documentary and was very upset and very angry and left in the middle of the screening. Angry with you? Yeah, angry with me for not priming her and prepping her and angry at me for not telling her the truth and then really angry that her sister knew and she didn't, which is just the source of constant, you know, right. the, the, you know, does she Being get, a parent does she get is it? Hard. Does she get it? Just whatever, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. so, and then it upset my husband too, because I didn't protect my children in so far as this is what you're going to witness. You're going to witness some stuff that's hard about your mother's life, but it's important that we get this message honestly out there and I'm healthy and happy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Poor so, you. I'm imagining those conversations. Oh, they were like, not oh, good. Fuck. I could never win. <laughs> There's a million things. The Brooke Shields. Uh, Let me just say this. Uh, this went too fast, but. Uh, they're telling me I better get you out of here. The Today Show, no one watches it. I don't I know, know why. You're God, I tried everything, and then I was like, I called Allie, and I was like, Allie, play. We can't, I can't just give him forty five minutes. That's like that feels rude. It just feels terrible. But uh, yeah. well, just know I have many I'll more questions. <laughs> yes, please do. Please come uh, back. Thank you, Brooke Robin. Shields. Pretty Baby, the two-part documentary out now on Hulu. And as uh, Brooke just said, Ali Wentworth and George Stephanopoulos produced this, which I had many questions about, but that'll uh, have to be for another time. I think she's got, um, I think she's with Gary in a little bit later, I think. Oh, is that I, right? I think so, is yeah. Is that right? Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, well uh, you know, I love that woman. Oh, Allie God, I, you've I, got I really good taste in Beth, I don't think there's, in Allie. <laughs> yes, I don't think there's a better Robin. woman on the planet than Allie Wentworth, and uh, you were in good hands because they made a good documentary, and it's on Hulu. And uh, I couldn't have done for, it with anybody else. Yeah, I hear you. But uh all right, I'll I'll stop questioning you. I'll let you go to that <laughs> stupid today show. <laughs> all right, Brooke. All right. And, all right. I, and by the way, the next time Broadway work. I oh. will go see you all the time and I think you have such great comedic timing. You are amazing. So oh, Well, I wanted to talk you. about Suddenly Susan. I mean, we well, didn't even get to that because that was one of my favorite shows. I love and by that. The way, you love that. I love that show. You were great. And, um, you know, 
your whole thing with Bob Hope and learning comedy from Don Rickles. We got to talk about that. I want to understand what he taught you because you seem pretty polite. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, there, and oh, I've that's never a got, whole other show. <laughs> and I've never even got to speak to you directly about the whole Kathy Griffin thing who was oh, so close to you right. and the comedy. I mean, we got, we got a lot to hit. I know. There's a lot of ground to cover. A lot of ground to cover. Shitsky. <laughs> Can you call the Today Show and say you're busy? <laughs> I, I, I don't no, try. No, you gotta go. But All I gotta right. go. Is it really? ABC no. No. Is it really that important? <laughs> it really? Yeah, they want eyeballs. Right. I don't know what to tell you. I gotta, <laughs> I I gotta put on that hat. I'll put on the Brooke All right, I'll, I'll shut my mouth and then uh, have to wait till the next time you come back. All right, Brooke Shields, everybody. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Brooke. Thank you. Guys. Great seeing you. Nice seeing you. Brooke Shields, what a life. Oh, boy. There was a lot more to talk about. I was racing the clock. Yeah. I was like, wait, we're, we're out of time. We hardly got I mean, anywhere. Uh, just crazy that I, 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 I have so much to talk to that woman about. Hold on a second, Robin. I apologize. What's, what's going on? Uh, oh, it's Donald Trump. Hi, Donald. Hello. I'm very angry. She lied to me about a phony boyfriend. Can you believe this? I made Brooke a tremendous deal. People would have loved it. I would have built her a blue lagoon in Central Park. It's unbelievable. Donald. You know, she was, it, 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 she was Donald, my dream woman, Howard. She was my dream really? woman. The body well, of Melania it, and the voice of a woman who speaks English. Yes, I mean, uh, yeah, you don't really marry too many women who speak English. Let let, let me understand something. <laughs> it's a weird way to pick up women in the sense that you, Brooke describes that you walk up and right away it's a transaction. You, people are going to love it. Right. They're going to love and, it. They're going to um, love it. The press, the press would be incredible. Right, right, right. It's just, they, why not they just want befriend us to be her? together. Well, who why wants not to be befriend friends? She, right. I want to leverage her. I want to leverage right. her, and I want to do some other things to her. Do you know what I'm saying? And speaking about, I hear uh, who, you. Wait a minute, uh, Donald. Excuse me. Who's at excuse, your door? <laughs> excuse me for one minute, Donald. There's somebody else this at the door, terrible. and I know you. This I know you got to get to your uh, arraignment and and all of that. But, but she but, should uh, come to my arraignment. We are gonna the press. She wants to you know promote this Hulu thing. Come right, to the arraignment, cry crocodile <laughs> tears. It's gonna be huge. Believe <laughs> well, I don't know. Me. I'll give her ten thousand dollars front row seat. Oh my goodness, uh, uh, Donald! It's Rosie O'Donnell is here. Oh, What's going Jesus. on, Rosie? Why are you uh, interrupting? Howard, oh my God, I've been oh, waiting God. for this so long. The indictment. Oh my God, just let Screw me get my you, vibrator. Fatty. No, you I have want to a... masturbate to this. Oh, oh Rosie, gross. you are masturbating. That's disgusting. Oh, Rosie. yeah. Oh, he's Turn going to jail. Off. I've been waiting for so long between I'm the indictment and Brooke Shields talking about losing a virginity. I got to make sure I have flood insurance. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. R Rosie, let oh, me, Donald, let me find out what's going on here. Rosie, you're this saying. This is so upsetting. The I can't believe Brooke Shields is. Eyes. I can't believe Brooke Shields left to the Today Show and she's missing this. Uh, Rosie, uh, yeah, <laughs> don't masturbate to Brooke right now. Rosie, okay. yeah, please, I'm doing that. You're telling me, <laughs> I know you and Donald Trump are enemies, but you're actually taking, him. you're actually you. have your vibrator out. Tell us what you're doing now. You've got the Trump arraignment on TV. 
I have and my yeah. pink glittery dildo out. I am dildoing my pussy. Oh, oh my God. How many counts is he facing? 30? Oh, 30. 30. 30. 30. 30. 30. 30. 30. 30. 30. 30. 30. 30. 30. 30. 30. 30. 30. 30. 30. 30. 30. 30. 30. 30. 30. 
All right, Marion. Thank you. So real, Howard. Please, Howard. I'm begging you. You, you, you know you're going to get it, and I'm going to be home cheering you on. Please. Well, I, I would like you to attend the Emmys. That's right. Why are you uh, across the street from the red I, carpet? I would like you to introduce I'll me to the Emmys. <laughs> Thank you. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh, what a lovely woman. What what a beautiful Who are you talking about? <laughs> Wow. 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 (laughs) (laughs) All right. Robin, it was a busy day, obviously. A lot to talk about uh, next week. But uh, right now, you and I have to say adieu. We have to say goodbye. It's uh, I'm looking at Mr. Clock, and it says, get the fuck out of here. Our uh, time is up. I mean, we could go for hours. I could go right back to the porn awards with uh, JD. There's always more to talk about, but you know, you got to pace yourself in this business. You know that. I'm you glad we that. separated the porn awards from Brooke. <laughs> uh, breaking news: Rosie's vibrator just exploded. Uh, for those I was going to say that sounds like a gas-powered one. It was going to go. <laughs> Rosie, what happened to your vibrator? Oh, my God, it's still inside of me. Oh, Howard, I just can't stop thinking about when that orange bastard goes to jail. I hate him. Yeah, you, I know. Oh, 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 you got a new one. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, you know how much I hate him. I've been tweeting about him for years. Oh, he's going to get what he deserves. I love how her voice shakes while she's getting fired. I like how you... I like how... It's hard to talk and I say it's hard to talk and vibrate at the same time, isn't it? Oh, it's like I'm getting eaten out by a riding mower. Oh, 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 oh. Rosie, oh I get God, the I'm uh, double dipping. I get I get the impression that uh, you've pulled out the entire toolbox full of vibrators because of the Trump indictment. Oh yes, I have a whole panel of dildos to go inside of me. I'm going to be using all my holes. Oh, oh. Oh, 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 my God. Oh, 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 Rosie, I know it's a big day. All right. I know it's a big day for you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but uh, he hasn't been indicted yet. I think you're going to be done before uh, the real action happens. Oh, no. I'm going to make this last. I'm going to ride it into the sunset. It's like loading a cannon. Oh, 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 oh. I'm afraid you're gonna. I'm afraid you're gonna throw out your back. You know where you're going. <laughs> orgasm lasts. I'm gonna make it last until he's indicted for the other charges. <laughs> but I think you should be a little bit empathic. You know, as much as you love that Trump is uh, possibly going to jail, there are people who are upset about it. You know what I mean? You you, you know what I'm fuck saying? Em. Fuck them all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna all right. fuck them all right now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to lose weight bouncing up and down on this thing. Oh, my God. Oh, jail. Now, jail, Rosie. Jail, uh, jail. 
All right. Thank you. Thank you, Rosie. Uh, oh, uh, my uh, vagina's tougher than Vin Diesel. I can take it. Ooh. All right. You go back to your thing, and I'll let you be, all right? Oh, Howard, check in later. I'll still be dildoing. <laughs> <laughs> you see how the um, door closes, and just as the door closes, you, it's so silent in here. That's a, that's a good that's move. Right. We rehearse that. That's right. You know, a lot of people say, how do you put together the Howard Stern show? We practice that for hours. I'll show you what I mean. Here's Rosie. I'm going to open the door and she's going to be vibrating. And watch when we close the door, Howard. Exactly the door. Uh, uh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> go into jail. Go into jail. Prison for life. Uh, they, wow. Yeah. These are professionals. That are professionals. is well rehearsed. Yeah. I just want to point that out when the... um. When the Radio Hall of Fame comes a knocking again. Goes yeah. off without a hitch. Yeah, you want to hear that again? Go ahead. It, I'm going to yeah, see if very, you can yeah. do it three times in a oh. row. Oh, we practice this stuff. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my pussy is being bounded. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Rosie, I'm going to close the soundproof door. We spared no expense. Oh, 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 oh. Go ahead. I'm going anyway. What? I know. It's hard to hear. Uh, All right. Never mind that. Uh, Thank you and goodbye.